Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Here we go, And we're back, baby. A little bit of Penny in my life. A little bit of Jamar by my side. A little bit of Smith is all I need. A little bit of Pitts is all I see. There we go. And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting on the other end of the Zoom call in place of Lloyd Johnson is from the 4th and Gold podcast. Me? Oh, okay. You're pointing to me. Yeah, me. Matt yes. Barr. Hi. How you yes, doing? Matt Barr. How you doing, man? I don't know if we've ever, like, talked face-to-face ever. Like, we talk through Messenger a lot about, like, random football yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always interesting to kind of get on here and talk to talk to people um, for the first time. You know, face like you said, face-to-face and actually hear each other's voices. Yeah. Um, when, when, when Javi and I actually started the podcast, the first time we ever heard each other's voices was our first podcast episode. Okay. Which is why our first episode is miserable. And please never, 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 never go back and listen to that. I want to delete it, but <laughs> leave it up there for Yeah, you do the yeah, you do the fourth and gold podcast. How'd that start? Just like you and you guys just like became internet buds or something. You guys like write for the 49ers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, so I was writing at the time. I was writing for 49ers Hub, and then me and Javi uh, we bonded on Twitter over our love for Miles Sanders a couple years ago, leading up to the draft, and we were both really high on him. Yep. And then he's like, he's like, hey, I want to start a podcast. Do you want to do it? And I literally went on Amazon that day and. Bought a microphone, bought like nice head like headphones, and then yeah, we ran with it from there. Um, really? It's, it's yeah, yeah. So we we never like I said we never heard each other's voices before uh, before we started recording. All we done is text message uh, before that. Uh, it, you know, it just it just kind of took on a life of its own, and it's gotten like way bigger than we ever thought it would be. Which That's is insane. Cool. It's cool. It's allowed us to do some cool things. We talked to a lot of cool players. Uh, Joe Staley came on. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. A ton of fun. Did you guys get, a ton of fun. Have you guys nailed down Frank Gore yet? Uh, no, we're still working on it. So letting him kind of decompress a little bit, uh, you know, from the season and everything. He's still trying to figure out if he wants to come back and play because he's yeah. Like, I saw he wants ageless. to. I saw he wants to come back to be a 49er. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent out that tweet saying he wants to come back, and, and he had the interview where he said he wants to come back. Um, I, I would take Frank Gore back. I don't know if Frank Gore fits. The yeah, you guys anymore, have, which is sad to say, but you know. It's Frank Gore, so come on back, guy. I mean, you guys all you guys have like Mostert, and I like Jeff Wilson a lot. But Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson is someone that I have completely done a one eighty on. Last year, I was like an, not anti Jeff Wilson, but I just thought he was absolutely replaceable. Yeah, and then what we saw him do this year, he really stepped up and he, he improved a lot. And his his physical running style is terrifying. To yeah. People. He runs through folks. He had he has an awesome stiff arm on, on Jalen Smith in the Dallas game. That's awesome. Uh, he, looked, he looked great in the Patriots game earlier in the season. Uh, and I think now he's kind of cemented himself as the power back 
for the 49ers. Behind Mostert. Yeah, yeah, Mostert, Mostert being your, your lightning and then Jeff Wilson being your thunder. Right? I love that. And then, is McKinnon still with you guys? McKinnon is a free agent this year, and when asked by Tebow Samuel on Instagram Live if he was going to come back, I believe the quote was, fuck no. So, really? he will not be back on the 49ers. He, he, he took a lot of abuse from the fans. I, I, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he tears his, he signs a big free agency contract. He tears his ACL. He has a major setback last year uh, in his rehab. So yeah, he, he got hurt a lot, season. didn't he? Yeah, he missed two seasons, and, and fans just, like, dumped on him from the jump because I, I'm in the camp of don't pay running backs. Yeah. I live in that camp. Because look what happened to Zeke backs. Elliott. Yeah, exactly. Don't pay running backs. Just don't do it. The bang, I mean, the Bengals paid Mixon, and then, like, six games in, he's, like, out for the year. He was only week by week, but it ended up being out for the year. Yeah. It yeah, sucked. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the camp of don't pay running backs, and I think he, uh, a lot of fans saw the amount of money he got, and then saw his lack of production because he wasn't on the field because he was hurt, and they kind of just took it out on him, and Twitter is like a cesspool. Like, I love Twitter, but I hate Twitter at the same time. Yeah. And just the ability to tag athletes in your tweets where you're saying, like, God, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> this guy ruined my fantasy like, team. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, leave these guys alone, man. So I, I don't respond to any... I don't tag athletes unless I, I'm directly talking to them. Um, and I don't... Uh, I don't respond to people that tag athletes. Yeah. And, like, like don't, don't snitch tag. That's, like, my number one pet peeve on Twitter. If I'm talking shit about a player, don't tag him. Yeah. <laughs> don't tag him in the comments. Don't don't call me out here. Let let just let that go out into the ether where no one sees it, and then it just exists out there. But no, oh yeah, hey, look, look, Jimmy, look who's talking shit about you. I mean, oh, Jimmy, I hate that shit. Jimmy knows that a lot. Does Jimmy know that a lot of people talk shit about him? He has to. I yeah. don't think there's any way he can sit there and not understand it. And that's another guy. A huge contract, right? Huge contract, so yeah, I said it on the Fourth and Goal podcast a million times. If Jimmy Garoppolo made twelve million dollars, I would have zero issue with him. But he makes yeah. twenty-seven million, so it's, he's a twenty-seven million dollar quarterback, or he's a twelve million dollar quarterback with a twenty-seven million dollar contract. Yep. that's just where it's at right now. Because what happened with uh, what happened with Garoppolo was, and I'm sure you remember this, but like he made he went on, the Forty Nineers were what one in ten at one point during a year. I forget who was the quarterback that year, but then Garoppolo came in, won five games in a row, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, let's pay this guy $150 million for the next five years. Yeah, it was Brian Hoyer and C.J. Beathard yep. were the quarterback in 2017. They traded for Garoppolo, I think it was on Halloween day, Yeah, actually. I don't know. I, still, I, was, I was still in the Marines way back in the day. So that's, that's a long time ago for me. Um, yeah, they, 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 they paid him after the season. They could have tagged him. Uh, they could have done a lot of things, but I think they saw enough. Uh, from him in 2017 to believe that he could be the guy. And uh, 49ers fans had just had so many seasons of bad quarterback play. After Steve Young. Like after, well, yeah, you, well, you after Alex little, Smith. Yeah, you had little glimpses of it. Like, right, you had after Steve Young, got Jeff Garcia for a couple years, and that was fine. Yep. And then it was then it was a revolving door quarterback. It was almost like Cleveland Browns-esque. Well, you guys said Alex, how long was Alex Smith your starter? Alex Smith was there for, I think, Eight years, eight or nine years, and then and Kaepernick. The seven, yep, and then Kaepernick took his job. So Kaepernick was Smith was good for the one year under Harbaugh, and then Kaepernick was really really good, and then Jim Harbaugh leaves, and it's just kind of all went to shit. So fans were just 
I don't think Jimmy blew blew away anybody in 2017 um, from a from a Statistical standpoint, perspective. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't incredible, but it's just like fans attached to him because it was the first decent quarterback they'd seen in four years. Yeah, and and winning those games. I mean, some of those were good teams. Like they. Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Blew out the Jaguars. The Jaguars team show won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, That's with Blake Bortles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is Blake Bortles. Let's put it that way. He's a glorified Blake Bortles. He's a, he's a Blake Bortles who dates porn stars. There it is. There it is. Did you, I remember, like, one of the first times I, like, I took over this podcast, like, week two, we played the 49ers, and we were roasting Garoppolo, and my buddy Lloyd told me to check TMZ for, like, dirt on the mm-hmm. players and shit, and one of the things that came up was he went on a date with Kiara Mia, a, uh, yes. a porn star, who had the biggest badonkadonks I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Was yeah, that comical. Was, that was a that was a, a big thing on 49ers Twitter when that happened because a lot of people were upset with him for being seen in public with with a porn star. Yeah, and then a lot of people were roasting him for the porn star he chose to go out with. So really, it was just a no win situation for him. Yeah. And also, Kiara uh, may or may not have hinted that uh, there was. Uh, some blowjay action that happened. Oh yeah, and, and, and I, like I can tell you this story afterwards. So it was, it was, it was a, it was a wild week. It was a yes. wild week on Forty Nineers Twitter. I, I, I was. T- we should get back to the Bengals eventually, but like, um, <laughs> I was, uh, I was telling you this. Like Garoppolo is the kind of player who's had his dick sucked his whole life. He's a, yes. he's a good quarterback. I got called kind of gay for saying this, but he's a handsome motherfucker. <laughs> He's been handsome his whole life. He's been a good quarterback. He breathed the same air as Tom Brady for a few seasons. And that, and because of that, all that, plus the five-game winning streak, people thought he was worth $150 million. Yeah. Yeah. But but they, at least the 49ers structured it well. Yeah. And they paid him all that money. They paid him like $40 million in 2018. Yeah. And then and they tear ACL in week three against the Chiefs. Uh, they pay him all that money, and then they get to like. Now they can cut him for two point eight million dollars, or they can trade him for two point eight million dollars. That's all it'll cost them. So I really think that if they can find any sort of replacement, whether it's Sam Darnold, Deshaun Watson, someone in the draft, whatever it is, any other veteran that they can get their hands on, I think they're going to move on from Jimmy because I, I wouldn't be surprised. They, 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 a lot of they have a lot of free agents, and if you're tying up twenty five million dollars. Uh, is Darnold an upgrade? Probably not. It's more of a lateral move, I would say. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to get Darnold for $5 million. So if you're going to save $20 million by making a lateral move, why not? I don't know. I don't... I kind of think Darnold would be a slight upgrade over uh, Garoppolo because Darnold has played on such shit teams. 
They're like, if he has a good core and a good offensive line, he could be someone's Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he's going to take a Tannehill-esque jump. No, I don't think so. I've said this so many times. Adam Gase is a fucking disease. (laughs) He's just a disease. And whatever he touches fucking dies. And I I really can't stand him. I I think Tannehill had much better physical skills and actually had kind of a good year in Miami before he got hurt. Yeah. So we've seen him be successful before. Darnold, uh, again, really, really, really bad teams. Yeah. A really dumpster fire organization that's finally starting to turn around with their hire of Robert Sala. Yeah. I just, I, I oh, he was with you guys, that right? Yeah, that's the 49ers defensive coordinator. He's the first Arab American, first Muslim American, first of all these things, breaking all the barriers down for Robert Sala. And he love it. Wish him nothing, nothing but the best. I love that guy. That's I awesome. That uh, but he, he's a. Uh, Darnold, he could make a jump if you gave him someone like Shanahan. I think he could take a jump. I just don't think it's going to be like what we saw from Tannehill last year. Yes. You know, last year, last year Tannehill comes out and he sets the he set the world on fire for a while. But of course, took, got t- took the Titans. Him, took the Titans, who were like kind of a mediocre team with Marcus Mariota, and all of a sudden they're in the AFC Championship game. Granted, was a lot of that Derrick Henry. Yes, but I mean Tannehill did. He kind of elevated Corey Davis a little bit. He did, yeah. Corey Davis kind of revitalized his career a little bit this year. I like him. I want to like him real bad. I I wanted Corey Davis uh, in the year he was drafted. I 2017. Wanted I wanted him, but at the same time, I was like, I hope he lasts to the second round, and then, sure as shit, he's taken like eighth overall, and I'm like, well, fifth. that's a fifth? He fifth? Fifth, fifth overall. overall. I, was like, I was like, yeah, well, like, he's not making it. Okay. So I was like, I'm a big fan of Corey Davis, but not at five. So, so I'm, um, glad, I'm glad he kind of got his shit back together. I think the the presence of AJ Brown has helped him a ton as well. It has. I've noticed a lot of receivers like they become better receivers when they have another guy to take away atten- like take away the secondary's attention. I think a great right. example is Juju Smith Schuster on the on the Steelers. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's let's roast Juju. Let's let's just do this. Let's just roast Juju here. First of all, I've I've said this on my podcast many times. I actually like Juju Smith Schuster, and this is coming from a Bengals fan. He's just a, I mean, he's just a kid having fun. Is he a little bit of a a little bit much sometimes? He needs I think he needs to learn a little bit, like not dancing on logos. I think he's learned that now. Yeah. <laughs> but from a fun standpoint, I actually like Juju. Yeah, he's fine. I just, the, the whole TikTok-y stuff, I don't think he deserved to be on the cover of Madden. Um, I don't think he... Really? I think he's... Yeah, you, you thought he deserved to be on the cover of Madden? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's no. What I'm no, there's no way he deserved to be on the cover of Madden. Who said uh, that? I think he got way too... I, well, he was on the cover of Madden. Huh. Madden 19, he was on the cover, yeah. Juju yeah, was? So, like, I, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think he was kind of handed all this shit because... He played opposite of Antonio Brown. He played with Ben Roethlisberger before his elbow fell off. Le'Veon Bell was still on that team. And oh, AB was on the cover of Madden 19. Who was? AB. AB was on the cover. Was Juju not? No, it was AB. Uh, okay. Yep. I was like, what? I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, never mind. Disregard that. Anyway, so yeah, he, he didn't deserve it because he wasn't on there. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think he was just kind of handed a lot of accolades and stuff for for playing opposite of AB. 
Yep. I think AB, AB opened everything up for him. Yep. Um, it allowed he allowed Juju to play in the slot, which allowed him to like have good production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said before, Ben Ben's elbow fell off. Yeah. So that's, that's I don't know how Ben's still playing, but no clue. I think he does have really cool shoes. I think he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can the tell. Shoes are fine. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, the shoes are fine. But I think he could have a, a new opportunity to get some new shoes um, because one of our new sponsors. Um, eBay Sneakers. I just found this out recently. eBay Sneakers, one of our new sponsors. Uh, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go. Is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you, so you can shop confidently knowing the pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Cough, cough, Tabari McCoy. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Um... Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna check that out because I need to get myself a pair of Jordan ones. This is the only this is the only Jordans that I like ever want. I've never owned a pair of Jays. I don't I think I have either. One. I don't think I have either. But I, I've it's the, white, it's the it's the white boy in me. I've just never owned one. Me neither. Um, but I, I would bet on it. I would easily bet on you having a pair of Jordans by the end of the month. And if there's a <laughs> website I would go to, it's the last one for for now. Um, it'd be bet online. Yes, I would do that because Bet Online is the fastest, fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place uh, your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and, re- and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Online, your online sportsbook experts. So we'll get to the Bengals. We have talked about a lot of NFL, but not the Bengals quite yet, because we have a couple more things we're going to talk about. we got some time. Because uh, this, like, this is like the off-season episodes. This is the time we just bullshit and talk and like get to know people and shit. So you have um, undergone a little bit of weight loss. You've been trying to like cut some lbs. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I got to. Uh, it, it just happened to coincide with New Year's for me. This is not yeah. a New Year's resolution thing. It's just kind of like I went through the holidays. I went through visiting family, and my old man kind of told me like when he gave me a hug at Christmas, he's kind of like, "Oh, you're kind of <laughs> putting on the pounds a little bit, right?" And I'm like, Fuck, Dad, I guess so. <laughs> and then like I I got home and I like looked at myself in the mirror, I'm just standing there like naked after the shower, just looking at myself like, fuck, I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> so I've worked, I've worked very hard, uh, with the exception of my week at Mobile. Um, I've worked very hard to to cut out alcohol, cut out uh, pretty much sugars for the most part. That's something um, I, I need to work on. Daily. I exercise daily. Uh, I, drink, I drink like way more. I, like, I'm, I'm almost drowning myself with the amount of water I drink every day. Yep. Uh, and it's just like falling off and it's it's awesome. So I've lost like twenty pounds in the last like five or six weeks. Uh, and God damn! 
Yeah, I'm like super. I'm like super pumped and super proud of myself. I'm back under 200 pounds for the first time since I was basically just getting out of the Marines. No so, shit. Uh, yeah, no, I kind of like it's, it's just like everybody that gets out of the military, they do two things: they they grow a beard and then they get fat. Like that's what you do because you've just been you've been forced to you've been forced to PT like every morning at like five, right? You gotta wake up and go go run like three miles. So you're just naturally in shape while you're in the, in the military because you have to do it all the time. So as soon as you don't have to do it, you're just you like kick back, relax, do anything you want. Correct. Yeah, start drinking a bunch of beers and you hang out and you don't you don't exercise anymore. Uh, and it's like it's super frustrating to me. It took me two years to put on all this weight, and it took me like five six weeks of hard work to get it all off. Oh and I'm shit! Like, what, the fuck, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> How did I let myself get like this? It's, it's, it's kind of frustrating, but um, it's it's super. I feel really good. I'm sleeping better. Um, I'm not huffing and puffing when I walk up the stairs anymore. There's just a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of goodness to it. So that rules. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 super I'm super happy with myself right now, and, and I'm gonna try and keep it going. Yeah, because like yeah, it's, yeah. But one thing I've been working on because I I lost like my junior year of college, I lost like 40 pounds. I was like worked out like a motherfucker, and then I put on not I'd say a decent chunk of it back on. But I'm like, I don't know if it's getting older because I'm only 28, but I don't know if it's a part of getting older and me just like being irresponsible and not working out as much. Because like when you're like in the real world, real world, you have like a lot of responsibilities and you don't have as much time to like be at the gym or like be running and like, and it's such you just like want to go grab that fucking, that fucking order of Raising Cane's that I used to get all the time. But <laughs> what they put in that sauce, but I'm pretty sure it's crack. <laughs> because that shit is non-stop. I cannot stop. Like, so I, good. I lived, in, I lived in San Diego for a while. Um, I'm, I'm back on the East Coast. I'm from Virginia. I'm living in Maryland now. Okay. Uh, I, was living in San, I was stationed in San Diego, so I was living in San Diego. And they built a Raising Cane's half a mile from my house. That's right. That's what I'm at. I'm like, and, it's a mile and, from my house. And fuck me if I didn't eat that shit all the time. Oh, me too. Like, and you, the, the, the drive through line was always banana land long, and I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. 45 minutes for, for crack? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And it's like, that shit it was, is crack. It was nuts. It was nuts. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. And the syringe is filled with their sweet tea. That's my, that's my there advice. Is. There it is, yeah. I yeah, cut yeah, out, so. one thing I did was I cut out soda like seven years ago. And I, I have not looked back. I still have, yet, to this day, have not had a drop of soda in seven years. I don't know if I ever will again. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm drinking a Red Bull today for the first time in, like, months. And I'm drinking, like, an energy drink. I yeah. Pretty much since I started doing this, I guess, like, six weeks. Uh, just because I'm, I'm dragging ass today. Yeah. So, uh, I, I finally have one. Uh, but, yeah, I cut, out, I cut out soda. I cut out pretty much everything except for water. Yeah. It's like all I drink. And I get like the Mio's. The Mio little squirt things. This they save lives. They save lives. So they're, good. They're, they're perfect. I've got like the orange vanilla, the tangerine, which is an underrated flavor of drink in my opinion. There it is. There it is. I'm and a, fruit I'm punch and the, I'm a big fan of the uh, the blue lemonade. Whatever whatever that oh, is. Oh, that sounds good. I don't think I've had that one. It's it's delicious. It's delicious. And, uh, I think right now in my in my in my anxiety water bottle I have uh, the 
don't know, the purple one, whatever purple one is. Okay. So that's what's in there now. Nice. So, yeah. But then I got it. Also, I, I mean. Go on. You, you, it's like, it's like hard to find motivation and stuff. For me personally, I got a job working from home now. Okay. So I'm I'm sitting in my home office right now as I, as we're talking, um, and it's it's a lot easier to work out when all you have to do is go in the basement to do it. Oh, that's got to be nice. I don't I don't have a home gym. Do you live with anyone right now? I live with my wife. Oh, nice. I forgot you're married. So, my bad. Yeah, I, I live I live with my wife right now. Uh, I'm she, stupid. She's super in, so we got we got a Peloton. She's super into the bike. I can't do the bike. My hips don't enjoy that, but yeah. Peloton also comes with a bunch of uh, like strength classes and stuff yeah. that you can get. So I just do like the floor strength classes. So I, I never get on the bike. Fuck the bike. Yeah, I hate that thing. That thing is death. I, hate that I thing. do the elliptical I, all the time. That's my that's my. You know, I could do an elliptical. I could do that because that's that's much easier on the knees. Yeah, uh, but I can't do I can't do the bike. And I, even when I was riding the bike, I just I just rode. Yeah, I can't, I can't be I can't be doing it with somebody yelling at me. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. So I just do I just do the the strength classes that they have. Yes, I, what I do is I go to my gym that's like a mile from my house. I run I run on the elliptical. I fucking haul ass on that thing, and then I do like a, like about an hour of weightlifting, and that's pretty much my workout regimen. It's, every day is probably two hours, and then I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't even do two hours. I'm doing like an hour right now. Okay, um, but I make sure I do core every day. Okay. Every single day, I never, I never take a day off of core workouts, um, and those are getting. I, I thought those were gonna be death, and now those are my favorite things because it's cool. all getting like super easy to do. Yeah, it, it's just this is gonna sound really super, but like, does it help burn fat? In I, I think so. I mean, it, it seems to it seems to be working. So uh, yeah, no, I, I like I can like flex my abs now, and I can like feel them, and uh, it's there's not like eight layers of fucking fat anymore, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, um, I gotta get rid of this. I found out how to make my pack stance, which is fun. There you go. There yeah, you I'm still working. I'm still working on that. Working it's like you like kind of like like flex oh, your biceps you a little bit. It's like yeah. yeah it's like you got to make the go. biceps like you got to like flex the biceps a little bit. It's really like fun. Cheeseburger Eddie, you're looking like cheeseburger Eddie, man. <laughs> I try. Um, a couple more things before we get to the bangies. Um, so the Craftbird Sports Group. Have you ever, first of all have you ever done that podcast? I did. I did one um, when Scott was on his hiatus. So I did it with Mike and Mookie and somebody else. I can't. I'm blanking on the name right now. But I did do it. Um, it is so much fun. To it's so much fun. To talk, not talk seriously about football all the time because that's what we do is we talk seriously. This is fun for me. Just sitting here bullshit. This is great. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk serious about football because it's like draft. This is going to be a fucking wild off season. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is gonna this is gonna be the wild west. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait. Draft brood, I love those guys. Um, Scott and I are in like a two K league and stuff with uh, his brother and um, Glenn. For like NBA group as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so Glenn Glenn Pleasant from the group too. Okay. Scott and his brother. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a fun group and it's just like we just started the the accountability post. Yeah, I saw that. I posted my weight loss, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I look good. I'm going to share this with the world. And uh, then everybody else is like, let's go, let's go. So now the whole group is on this, like, giant fucking mission to, like, everybody 
start being better and start getting back in shape, and I fucking love it. Yeah, we're, we're all going to be, we're all going to look hot in our swimsuits by June, or by the time quarantine ends. That's the goal. I got plans to go to Vegas um, with some buddies. I want to go there uh, so bad. I got some plans to go with some buddies, and by buddies I mean like former NFL players, so I have to look at least somewhat good. At least... Can you say some names of the players? Uh, I can say the one name for sure. Adam Snyder used to play guard for the Niners and Cardinals and Giants. Um, He's been on our podcast like four times now. Wow. Uh, Absolutely love that guy. Absolutely fucking love him. He started following me out of nowhere. Really? So he just started following me for my 49ers days, which was great. And then, like, now it's just like, oh, it's just Adam. It's like a buddy I text every once in a while just to see what he's doing. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, we gotta go to Vegas once all this shit gets lifted. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's telling us back in November when we're getting ready to talk to Joe Staley. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're going to Vegas. No, we're going to Vegas when this shit gets lifted. I'm like, I gotta get in shape. And then I did nothing for like a month until my dad told me I was fat. And then <laughs> I started to get back in shape. So, uh, so yeah, I gotta look good. I gotta look good for the Vegas pool parties, man, because I'm gonna be going with some some NFL players. Real beefcakes. I can't be looking like a scrub, so I'm not, I'm not going to be as big as them, but I also just don't want to be, like, portly. You don't want to be dad, you don't want to be Matt Dad Bod Bar. Yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be rocking the t-shirt in the pool, so I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be ready for that. I've done the, because I grew up fat, so I kind of, I kind of rock the t-shirt in the pool look every now and then, and I don't, yeah. like, this is when I was, like, a teenager, and I don't fucking know why. I thought, God, now they won't know. Yeah, they will. I was such a dumbass. Yeah, no, I, I, I grew up super skinny, so when I got fat, I was like, oh, God, what the fuck is this? I was always a, little, I was always a fucking beanpole. Were you in shape skinny or skinny skinny? Uh, leaning towards skinny skinny, but I was a runner. Okay. So I just ran all the time. Jesus, back in the day, he used to be able to run three miles in under 20 minutes. Holy like, I used fuck. To be able to fucking, I used to be able to cook. Um, but then, like, age. Yeah. <laughs> age gets you, man. I'm, I'm 32 now, and uh, like, the last time I ran is when the dog got loose. <laughs> so, like, I can't, I can't tell you the last time I like actually ran to run. Yeah. yeah. My dog got out the front door, and I had to go get her. So, like, that was me running. Yeah. Did you run to the Senior Bowl at all? Did you, like, when you found out you were going to go to Mobile, you are like, holy shit, I'm going to go to the Senior Bowl? And you just ran straight there? Um, yeah, no, I did not. I no. sat my happy ass on a plane with a mask on and flew down there because I was not running. <laughs> I was not running Mobile. Um, but yeah, Mobile was awesome. Senior Bowl was such a cool event. Um, I, I highly encourage anyone that has a podcast or writes for a website or has their own website or whatever it is. I'm going to try to do that this year. I have a connection that has a... I have a connection that might be, might be able to help me get to a Cincy Jungle, which is like the Bengals SB Nation website. Perfect. Is yeah. that what you do, or do you write for the 49ers SB Nation website, or? Um, I don't. We actually have our own website now, so um, I haven't done any writing for it just yet, uh, but it's called 49ers Goldmine. Uh, me and Javi and uh, our guy Leo Luna, who we used to be part of Sports Illustrated, we all kind of just came together and put put together a website, and we've got, I think, 12 people right now that are contributing to the website in some form or fashion. Okay. Uh, a lot of articles going up. Uh, a lot of, like our guy Brett. Well, I was talking with last night. Me and Brett were on a Zoom call until like three in the morning, just going over film because we're nerds. Um, and he uh, he he's been doing like a breakdown of every single sack from the 49ers year, both 
the ones that the 49ers got and the ones that the 49ers took. Yeah. So um, it's it's a it's. I like to say that I'm like the dumbest person in the room when it comes to all these people that are writing about football, and I'm just like, I'm very content with that. Yeah. These guys are all much smarter than me. Uh, but yeah, that's how we got credentials. We got credentials through our own website to go down there and cover the Senior Bowl. Um, Javi and I went for the practices. Uh, Javi's my co-host. Yep. Um, <coughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, so we went down there for the practices and kind of a weird year because of COVID. Yep. So there wasn't that many people there. Uh, but the practices are cool, man. It's just so interesting to see the whole field, and you kind of move around. And, like, one day I watched exclusively the offensive and defensive linemen. That's all I watched Yep, was them. And then one day I watched just the receivers. And then one day I watched, like, just the linebackers and running backs. And it was it was just – it was nice to be able to move around and do whatever you wanted to do. That fucking rules. It was it was super cool. Um, we, were like, we met a bunch of the players, and so we had a chance to like, – we just talked to uh, David Moore from Grambling State on the pod. We just had him on. Find Diablo from Virginia Tech's coming on this coming week. Uh, we're talking to guys like Austin Watkins. Uh, I mean, the, the people you meet down there is, is incredible. We were talking with the UAB head coach. We were talking with Phil, Nard- uh, uh, Phil Narduzzi from Pitt. Uh, we're talking with like Matt Miller, Benjamin Albright. All these folks are just down there, and it's just it's easy access to just go introduce yourself and stuff. I remember Zach Taylor was down there too, our our head coach. Yeah, yeah, he was on the coach's side. He was on the coach's side, so we were. The lowly media are on one side of the field, and the coaches and scouts are on the other. Yeah, you can always tell because everybody goes out. Every, there's only like four bars in Mobile to go drink at. Yeah, so everybody goes to the same ones, and there's also only, there's only like a, no one's out on a Tuesday except for the people that came in town for the Senior Bowl. Yep. So you can always tell where they sat on the scout side or if they sat on the media side based on which half of their face was sunburned. So <laughs> the, left, the left side of my face was absolutely roasted. I was on the media side, and our buddy Brad just kind of snuck over onto the coaches and scout side, um, and his whole right side of his face is just blasted. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, but the Senior Bowl is a good experience. It's cool, man. It, we uh, we had a lot of Stafford stuff. And now he's on a rival. Yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of Stafford stuff, and, and, and Javi got crushed crushed on the internet for saying that they were hammering out details. We literally watched John Lynch talk with the Lions GM for three hours. Really? See him across the field. We saw them standing next to each other. We saw them talking. You could see it. Lynch was like, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Get it. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then then the the Rams swoop in at the last fucking second. And then offer a King's ransom for Matthew Stafford. Everything, Everything we had leading up to it was that the Niners were the, the leaders in the clubhouse. We never said it was a done deal. We never said that, that, that it was going to happen. We said they were the leaders in the clubhouse. And, and what we always say is everything in the NFL is fluid. Until it happens, it's all fluid because you never know when something like that's going to happen when the Rams swoop in. You never yeah. know when that's going to happen. But Javi got crushed by people. That Absolutely sucks. crushed. Because he basically got people's hopes up. Uh, kind of, and then a bunch of people were just like, people are assholes on the internet. You know that. Oh, yeah. That's just a, that's just a thing. And, and he got crushed because he has 4,000 followers, 5,000 followers, whatever it is. Yeah. And like, you, you're nobody. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. His sources are better than 
most people's. It's wild, the people yeah. he knows and talks to. It's wild. He gives me all this shit. He'll call me at like 2 in the morning like, guess what? What? what, what? And then he just like rattles off a bunch of stuff that he's just gotten from agents, players, uh, media guys, whatever it is. He knows everything. So, so how did you guys like... I mean, this is coming from a, a guy with a small podcast. Like, how did you guys like blow up? Was it because like the 49ers like just went to the Super Bowl one year? That is part of it. So we started our uh, podcast uh, uh, in the 2019 offseason. So we started in like February, right around... Uh, and they went to the year. Super Bowl the very next year. That year, that year, yeah. So we started right around uh, just before the Combine. Uh, like our first episode was we were talking about free agents, kind of like what we're going to get into a little bit. Uh, we are talking about which free agents would fit the 49ers and stuff. Uh, and then we're going through and... We, we only ever thought we were going to get, like, 100 listens an episode. Maybe. Maybe that. Just because, like, oh, family and friends are going to listen to it. I know I'm going to listen to it. He's like, glutton for punishment, and I hate my own voice. So <laughs> listening, back to, listening, listening back to myself is, is torturous. But um, it, we just kind of started to get a little bit of a following, a little bit of a following. Um, and then actually, right around OTAs, right around OTAs, there is a beat writer for the 49ers. He now works for 49ers Sports Illustrated. Grant Cohn. Um, Grant Cohn is the heel of 49ers Twitter. He is the contrarian. He's kind of a dick, but he's not really a dick. He's a really nice guy. I love Grant. Okay. But he, he but he has he has an online persona, and he he, he is this character when he's online. Basically, he's like, kind of like Stephen Colbert, right? Like when he was doing the Colbert Report, and he's like he's just he's just like the conservative show. character, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's not a conservative character. He's just this, this outlandish character. I'm saying Colbert was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Grant's like this outlandish person on Twitter, but then, like, when you talk to him, he's, like, super chill. So he's a nice guy, but um, he, we disagreed with him on something with the 49ers. I can't even remember what the disagreement was. I can't even remember. But he just basically said, you guys weren't at OTAs. You can't know what you're talking about. And the problem with that was, I don't know if he was purposely trying to put us down or purposely trying to squash us and, like, discredit us or whatever. But a bunch of people from, like, national media that followed me at the time saw it and started to blast him for it. And because the guys like Matt, Mill- Matt Miller stepped in and said something, um, uh, Connor Rogers stepped in and said something, there were some other guys that stepped in from, from 49ers Twitter that were big names, kind of stepped in and said something about it. And because of that, we kind of got put under a microscope. And people were like, oh, who are these guys? Who are these guys? So, like, the next episode, we, like, had twice as many downloads as our previous one just because this guy kind of tried to shit on us, and it didn't work. And so now with 49ers Goldmine, we're actually one of Sports Illustrated's competitors. So, really? like, without it, – inadvertently, Grant kind of uh, created the monster. <laughs> that that we, is your podcast. Uh, that is our podcast, yeah. Um, that rules. We started to pick up – we started to pick up – we had good guests um, – we always, we always tried to do two episodes a week, so we did a preview and then a post-game show. Um, we were able to get a bunch of big names to come on with us. I don't know how these guys came on with us, why they wanted to come on with us, but they did. Uh, and, and, and with that, it's just been, yeah, the Super Bowl definitely helped. Um, but like we, like Adam Rank is now a friend of the podcast. That rules. Um, Adam's, Adam's, Adam's a great guy. Uh, I kind of... Is he like an all NFL? He knows like all NFL shit. So he does fantasy stuff for NFL.com. 
and the NFL Network. He does a bunch of fantasy stuff for them. Uh, he's a Chicago Bears fan at heart. Okay. So, like, the 49ers play the Chicago Bears this year, so Adam is going to come on and do the preview with us. Um, and the Bengals play the Bears just, this year, so. There it is. There it is. I'll Reach try. Him, man. He's a great guy. I'll do what I can. But, uh, he, like, we sent him a shirt. We sent him, uh, we, we made some shirts called Disrespectful Kyle. It's got Kyle Shanahan on it and a bunch of stuff because he's just so disrespectful with his play calling. Yeah. Like lining up Emmanuel Sanders at fullback on fourth and goal and throwing his <laughs> to him. Isn't like, Emmanuel just, Sanders kind of small? Yeah. Yeah, so like I don't know how that fooled anybody, but he's he's in a three-point stance in eye formation on the goal line on fourth and goal against the Cardinals. And that's kind of when we coined it. And actually, the person who coined it was Scott Kaiser. Okay. So me and, of CBS me and Scott fame? Yeah, yeah, me, me and Scott were texting during uh, during the, the the Cardinals game two years ago. Is he a Cards guy? Uh, no, he's a, he's an Irish guy. So Scott's an Irish okay. guy too. So we were we were we were we were always texting during the games and stuff. And uh, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, Kyle is just so disrespectful with his play calling. And I'm like, all right, we're running with this. <laughs> absolutely running with this. And we made shirts and stuff. And like we sent one to Adam, and then like Adam like flashed it up on, on NFL Network, and he, like, shouted us out on NFL Network, so we just had, like, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff has just kind of been pushed our way, and we've just taken it in stride. I don't that know, fucking I don't rules, man. People, I don't know why people want to listen to us. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. My, my voice is grating. I say I have a, vo- uh, a face made for radio and a voice made for the mute button, but no, people listen, so. Yeah. Uh, Huh. Texas lands five-star recruit Malik Murphy. Just got that that article from the Athletic. That's one of that's one thing I subscribe to pretty much every year. So I was gonna say one of my goals is to like get bigger guys for the podcast next year. Just like you, like you guys, uh, like because there's the rumored 17th game that we were talking about where the Bengals could potentially yep. play the 49ers. Yep. Where did you hear that? Um, that's something uh, that was just floating out in the world. I'm not sure if that's actually true or not. I hope it is. That'd be fun. Fuck out of the Bengals. I want to beat the fuck out of the Bengals again. It was, it was wild to me. I mean, you already did in that. two Super Bowls, you motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that's before my time. That's just before yes. my time too. So I don't know what I don't know. What Way before. Doing. I mean, I don't care. I'm not clinging to championships <laughs> in the '80s. Yeah, no, I know. I don't. I claim the one Super Bowl title I was around for in S95. Super Bowl for the 49ers. Which was I was actually young. The Chargers, yeah. Chargers and Steve Young. I actually watched that game, so I claimed that one. The Chargers won a Super Bowl? No, no, no. The 49ers beat the piss out of the Chargers in that Super Bowl. Holy that's, shit. That's when they won in the 90s. Um, so I claimed that one. Uh, but, but you were talking about how you made fun of Jimmy Garoppolo leading up to the 49ers and, and, and Bengals. Yeah. What is absolutely wild to me is how quick this turnaround for the 49ers happened because they were dogs. Against the Bengals. The Bengals were favored in that game. And the Bengals got the shit beaten out of them that game. Yes, they did. I remember that because I was at at an amusement park in town, so I couldn't watch the game. So I was like checking updates, checking updates. I'm like, oh, it's like 17 to 10. They still have a shot. Next thing I know, 31 to 10 and 41 to 10. Then John Ross, our... You know who the draft pick after John Ross was? Who was the draft pick after John Ross? You might have heard of him. Uh, let me see if I have this right here. Um, Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was the pick after John Ross. Draft wasn't nice to uh, the 49ers either because they took Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster in the first round there. 
I remember that. I, I liked Solomon Thomas because he was, like, crying on the phone. It's like, I would love to be a 49er. And then he was, I guess, fine, but not, like, third overall it. pick fine. I hated it. I hated it so much. I wanted Jamal Adams there. I wanted Deshaun Watson there. Oh. I wanted Patrick Holmes there. There were so many guys they could have taken. That top ten is loaded with talent. And, like, the Bears and the 49ers and the Bengals all just fucking punted because the Bears took Trubisky. And so we took... That's why I think speed is one of the most overrated qualities in a receiver. Yeah, it was just an Al Davis pick by the Bengals. I was really surprised. It's straight up. It's the kind of pick that it's John Ross is the kind of receiver that makes and pardon my language here. It's the kind of pick. It's he's the kind of receiver that makes the Raiders come. It's like that one, that guy is like, oh my god, he ran a 4-2-2 at the Combine. It's like, oh, we gotta get him now. It's like he broke Chris Johnson's record. I can, the only receivers I can think, I was saying about this the other day, the only receivers I can think of that are number one receivers that are true speed guys, I can only think of two. Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown. Like, usually your number ones are like, like, all, like, your Javante Adams. Yeah, but A.J. Brown's a monster. Yes. Like, he's, he's a super human. He's super... Like, everybody loves D.K. Metcalf up in Seattle because of how, like, big and physical he is. A.J. Brown can fucking beast mode on a bunch of people. Yes. He did in the Ravens game this year where, like, four guys tried to tackle him from the 15-yard line. He's like, get the fuck off me. He scored a touchdown. And I only remember that play very specifically because I had A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill that combo on, like, half of my fantasy teams. Oh, yeah. That, that crushed for me this year. Crushed for me this year. I just can't think of a guy that's, like, a number one receiver that's like a, that, that's worth a high draft pick that's a speed guy who's also a number one. The only one I can think of now, actually, is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah, if you go through them all, yeah, that's pretty much the only number one that's just a straight-up speed guy. And also, he's also number one because he has football Jesus throwing to him. Yeah, that's a chicken and the egg argument, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's like, does, would, does, would, Mahomes be, would Mahomes be as good if he didn't have Kelsey and Hill? Would Kelsey and Hill be as good if they didn't have Mahomes? Yes. So I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. You can have that argument for days. It doesn't It doesn't matter. They, they, they have each other. So really, that's all that matters. That's really all. I mean, they took a flyer on him because he was a fifth-round pick because of his domestic violence shit. Yeah, Tyreek Hill's a piece of shit. Oh yeah, we know. I'll die on that. I'll die. I'll die on that. Hill. We get to roast him this year, and it'll be so much fun. Yeah, I'm trying to get some yeah. bigger guys. Like one of my goals this year, and this is the last thing I'll say before we talk about the Bengals for the first time in what 45 minutes. But um, <laughs> Bengals play the Vikings this year um, because of, like the whole NFC North thing. We play the NFC North every four years. One of my goals, one of my favorite writers, is Drew McGarry. He. Okay. Uh, he does, like, Defector. He does Wire Team Socks every year. But he's, like, a diehard Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my goal is to, like, reach out to him and have him help us roast the Vikings. And I don't know. I don't know I how to do that. I don't know if he'll do that. But Shoot your shot. Shoot your, I'm, I'm, this is the number one advice I give to anybody that comes to me and says, like, how do you get all these people on? How do you do this? Just fucking ask. You never know who's going to say yes. Like, what's the worst case scenario? You get left on red? Oh, well, who cares? I, with the, the way we got Joe Staley is, is literally, literally, it was just, it, it was a tweet from SB Nation that came out and said, who was one player that should have won a title that never did? 
And I quote tweeted and I said, Joe, motherfucking Staley. And then in a reply to that, I just said, hey, at jstaley74, once you come on the pod, we'll have a couple beers and we'll chop it up and talk and talk shop. Yep. And then like five minutes later, he's in my DMs like, yo. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I could, you know, Staley just slid into my DMs. Get out of here. That so rules. You, you just never, you never know what's what's going to happen. So just always shoot your shot. Yeah. Always just shoot your shot. Like I said, worst case you're left on red or someone says no. Yep. Okay, cool. Move on. Yep. Because you, you never know who's going to say yes. Because a lot of these guys, it's they just enjoy the ability to kind of get on and, and, and let, let loose. loose. Like, like, like our favorite thing was was with Joe is, is he was. When he first got on the pod, he was he was very kind of timid. Not timid, because he's Joe Stanley. He's never timid, but like he was a little bit nervous. He's like, I don't really want to cuss on your guys' podcast. And then by the end, he's telling us, like, fuck you. Yes, Joe is perfect. This is perfect. It was great. And then, like, Joe hopped on live with us. Like, we went we went on Twitter live and, like, let random fans come in and say, like, what's up to Joe? That rules. It was perfect. He was, he was, he was incredible. So, like, and again, all because I sent a fucking tweet. That's all yep. I did. I sent a tweet out into the into the ether, and he saw it and was like, "This sounds like fun. Cool, let's do it." Yep. So that's really all you gotta do is just, just yeah. shoot your shot. Anybody yep. out there listening, always shoot your shot. Yep. We have a ba- um, next month. We have a Bengals writer coming on. He like writes for SI and he has his own Bengals podcast. So we're gonna do that next month. Um, but for now, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you, so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com sneakers today. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also provides sellers with a verified verified return process. It's free to sell sneakers that are $100 or more on eBay. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. And if you had to bet on how many more sneakers you had to do, or how many sneakers you had left over, or how much money you had for sneakers left over, I would go to Bet Online. Yep, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NFL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. (laughs) 
there, like we said earlier, we alluded to this earlier. It's gonna be a fucking crazy off season. We're gonna see so many yeah. new teams. Like it, it took me probably six weeks to process DeAndre Hopkins as a Cardinal because he was a Texan for so long. I'm like, I'm like, all right, I can picture him now as a Cardinal. You still can't. I was, I was punching air that day. <laughs> I was punching air. I was at work. I was at work, and I. I, I I was at work when I used to have to leave the house to go to work, and like I, I, I sent I sent out a tweet saying like announce DeAndre Hopkins to the 49ers, you cowards, and then like ten minutes later it's announced he's traded to the Cardinals, and I like threw my phone across my workshop, and my boss was like, "Are are you okay?" What the fuck? No, I'm not okay. DeAndre Hopkins got traded to the fucking Cardinals for a fucking ham sandwich and a washed up running back. Fuck you. And he's like. That ham sandwich all right, turned uh, out all right, Meanie. All right, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you relax a little bit, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. But I'm yeah. Punching air. Fucking But all right. So the draft. Um, first of all, how much do you know? Like, do you follow most of the NFL? I'm assuming you know at least a little bit about the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um. So this season we did the we did a live show on Sunday night. All the games, so I, I watched at least part of every single football game that happened this year. Yep. So I've seen a lot. Uh, the Bengals need offensive line help, and they need it like yesterday. Hold on a second. Okay, I'm holding on. We know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was fun for me. Oh man, yeah. No, they they need some offensive line help. Um, because I actually like the way their roster is constructed on offensive side of the ball minus the offensive line. Defense, I think, also needs a little bit of work. they got some good players at each level. Now you just got to kind of start to fill it out and get more than those good players at each level. Um, what happened with the defense, though, we actually made like a lot of like defensive signings. Like The Bengals signed DJ Reader from the Texans, Trey Waynes from the Vikings, Mackenzie Alexander from the Vikings, Josh Bynes from the Ravens, and... Waynes did not play at all last year. And Reeder got hurt like week five. Yep. So a lot of yep. a lot of players got hurt, but the Bengals like their skill position players are like incredibly solid. Yeah. Minus the offensive yeah. line, because like you got Joseph Lee at quarterback, who's gonna be our guy for if he pans out. If he pans out. Mm-hmm. Ten, fifteen years. Yeah. And then you got Joseph Mixon in the backfield. Correct. Boyd and Tisif at receiver, who are two very, very solid guys. Yeah, Boyd is like my prototypical number two wide receiver. Like, that's the guy you want to be your number two. You, I, wished, I wish the Bengals had had quarterbacks to get him and A.J. Green the ball because, Jesus, they were both just... They were so, so good. good. Like, because Green was healthy for the first time last year, for the first time in probably three years. Yep, yep. And then he's, I mean, he's he's gone, right? Like, they're not. Uh, I saw an article that said that, like, AJ, because of the crowded wide receiver market, that AJ Green could, like, fall back to the Bengals. Interesting. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if a team just, like, some team out there, like, I don't know, the Ravens, who are, like, they're... I've, I've jokingly said that I'm convinced that God himself could suck as a receiver for the Ravens. 
I mean, Hollywood's gotten better, but it's like, after that, you have... I mean, you have Andrews, obviously, but like, after that, you have nothing on that team. Yeah, like, Willie Sneed. I, I joked, um... Willie Sneed's, uh... Willie Sneed's highlights are, like, his hair. I mean, sure, he had some with the Saints, but they're kind of gone now. Yeah, I, I have an irrational hate for Willie Sneed. Um, he's done nothing to me personally. I just, I hate his face. And for some reason, when I would be playing Madden, and I would be doing, like, the, like, I only had, I have, like, 20 minutes, I gotta squeeze a game in real fast, I would do the, just key moments thing, and for whatever reason, Willie Sneed's dumb fucking face kept popping up as, like, 8-yard catch, 9-yard catch, 10-yard catch, how the fuck is Willie Sneed roasting me, and I gotta look at his stupid fucking face. He looks like he's obsessed with himself. He looks like he's obsessed with himself. I had this this irrational hate for, for Willie Sneed just because of that. I'm sure he's a pleasant human being. I'm sure he's the, a very nice guy, but he can suck a bag of sharp dicks because of Madden. Yes. So I really, I, yeah. So with the draft, yeah. So with the draft, I've said in my Mama Number Five intro, I say there are five possibilities for the Bengals. First possibility, and I think, and I said this to the Athletic. I'll bring it up a little later. Um, Penny Sewell, I think, is our first. Our my personal first choice because he's been like blue chip guy. He's been compared to some motherfuckers out there. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I all I know is that he's like he's getting Mandarich hype. Yeah, he really is. Uh, and it, it's we're in that part of the draft process now where people just start to get down on on folks. Because they've been so high on him all year. Like, everybody's been so high on Sewell all year long, and now they're like, well, he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't do this. It's like, do we really have to nitpick? I mean, they did the same shit with, like, Nick Bosa two years ago. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, Bosa, he's not a speed guy. And, like, okay. And people also gave him shit because of MAGA. Yeah, 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 a ton of shit. Uh, It's just like, it's, it's part of the, I don't, I hate this part of the draft process so much. Because, you, you, all year long, like people did with Joe Burrow. Yep. People did with Joe Burrow. They're like, all of a sudden, they're like, like, well, I don't know if Joe Burrow is going to be any good. It's like, why do we have to do this every year? Well, the discussion. Oh, I've actually thought about this a lot. The discussion around Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow should pull an Eli Manning and not want to play for the Bengals. And what people don't realize is that conversation is going to happen every year with every top prospect until the end of time. Correct. At least at the quarterback position. Yeah, because Lawrence. Yeah. people are saying Trevor Lawrence should pull a pull an Eli Manning and not want to play for the Jaguars or the Jets or, like, um, I don't know what they did. The Jets, I understand. The Jaguars, I mean, that's not a completely inept franchise. They're pretty inept, but they're not completely inept. The Bengals have some ineptitude, and we've known this for years. I've followed them for years. I've had my heart broken. Just a, just a smidge, just a smidge. But I, I don't think this Cincinnati, I don't think Cincinnati is that bad. Like the Jets before they hired Salah, like, if they held on to Gase and they had the number one overall pick, there's not a fucking chance in hell I would ever want to play for the Jets. No, as a quarterback, as a rookie quarterback, I'd be like, I'm out. Because you literally have Jameson Crowder, and that's it. In yeah. that receiver core, I like, I like I like I like Denzel Mims, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah, he stay healthy as a first year, so I like Denzel Mims, but you know. I, was he a, where did he, was he a UCLA guy or USC guy? Baylor. He was actually That's what it was. 
He was one of my draft crushes last year. I absolutely loved him coming out because I thought he was just a physical specimen. That's and what I feel about um, I, Jamar my Chase. For him was like, my comp for him was a poor man's DK Metcalf. Okay. Just because of how, how big and physical he can be and how fast he is for his size. Um, so I hope I hope he pans out. But but this year the draft, man, it's, it's going to be a weird year for the draft. There's no combine. You're only getting pro days. And pro days, everybody fucking lies on their pro day. So just might as well tack on an extra, you know, five hundredths of a second on whatever anybody runs their 40. Yep. Uh, it's going to be limited exposure. There's going to be no in-person interviews probably. It's gonna be very, very interesting process because the Senior Bowl went, you know, the Senior Bowl went off without a hitch, but that's only like because everyone got tested like every day, pretty much. Yeah, and that's only eighty players, so you know the draft is two hundred fifty-six picks long or whatever. Is it gonna be in person this year? Do you know? It's supposed to be in Cleveland, right? Cleveland this year. Um, I I don't know if they're gonna have it in person or not yet. I would go in a heartbeat. I've always wanted to go to a draft. Uh, I think I'm holding out because next year it's in Vegas. So I can't oh, yeah, they're, they're going back to Vegas to do it again because the first year in Vegas was was the Rona, so they didn't get a chance oh. to do the whole, the whole thing. So I remember two years ago it was in Nashville and it looked like so much fun in Nashville. My favorite part about that draft was all the ladies that were there on like Bachelorette. Yes! I had no idea what was happening. They're like, oh, it's ruined my football fans. And I was that was my favorite shit. This is fantastic. I love it. You so can't fun. move your fucking course, dick party to next week. Yeah, go eat, go eat your dick gummies and be happy. Just go, <laughs> go, away. go away. Go away. Oh, yeah, you're going to get football fans. You should have known this. That yeah, is your yeah, fault. Yeah, you you, you, you you planned very, very poorly. I don't feel bad for you. It is the bachelorette party capital of the world. And I went there in October, and there was, like, people barely noticed there was a pandemic. Like, people wore masks, but that's it. Yeah, Alabama was was very similar. Like, Alabama, Alabama is, man, I'll tell you what, that is a lot of Django vibes <laughs> down in Alabama <laughs> when you're just driving through the city and stuff. A lot of those houses look like they used to be the big house. Um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, the masks were like not a thing down there. We went to one bar um, uh, where they told us, like, hey, if you want to run into, like, John Lynch, this is the place where you would go. Let's go run into John Lynch. So we went into this place and we like we're wearing a mask in the Uber and stuff and like we're wearing a mask and we walked in until we were gonna get like a drink and then we'll take it off. This was a motherfucking super spreader event. Oh yeah, there was like three hundred people in there, packed. There was a band playing. People were dancing. People were like pushed up against each other. We walked in and we walked right the fuck back out. Yep. Like, I am not getting the Rona in Alabama because that's gonna have some. That's got to be something. That's got to be real bad. And then we just went back to our regular bar draft picks and just yep. drink three dollar Miller Lights all night. Oh, of course. But then, That's all I need. so Penny Sewell is my first choice for the Bengals. Who is your first choice for the 49ers? God, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I so did a mock. I think I told you this. It might have been like a defensive back or something like that. Yeah, I think you had Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Yes. Uh, let's see. Let's see. The twelfth pick, I don't know, because there's just so many. They have so many questions to answer before they even get on the clock. Yes. Um, the 49ers. Yeah, mock drafts right now. Mock drafts right now are pointless. Yeah, but there's so much fun to do. 
Yeah, so they are fun. I, just like like to, I like to do them, and I like to post them. I also like, like every fourth one that I'll post, I like to just do something completely outlandish just to piss people off. Like, yeah. I'll take a kicker in the third in the third round. I'll be like, what the fuck are you taking a kicker in the third round? Like, there was I'm one uh, dolphin. Living, there was, I'm living rent-free in your head. <laughs> there was one writer last year who, like, he said the Dolphins would trade up to the Bengals pick to get Joe Burrow, and I was like, literally had this fuck you look on my face. Because everyone <laughs> outside of the Bengals universe wanted Joe Burrow to just bolt from the Bengals. But, like, the thought of Burrow in Cincinnati rejuvenated the city. Yeah. Like, we just went 2-14. and 14. People were already psyched. Boomer Esiason gave Joe Burrow a Bengals helmet on the NFL today. So, yeah, it, it fucking yeah. rejuvenated the city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I didn't want him to not go to Cincinnati. I was fine with him in Cincinnati. Um, I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't like Baltimore. So, anytime that you know people can be, you know, good and compete against them and knock them out of the playoffs, I'm all for it. Because um, I just don't like I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't like Baltimore. Yeah, Pittsburgh I is like, like I don't like Cleveland. I don't like Cleveland either. Um, which is kind of weird to say because it's fucking Cleveland. But, like, I was rooting for them when they were, like, trying to get their first win. They were going to unlock the doors and stuff. And then it became way too fucking big for their bridges and thought they were going to the Super Bowl. And I was like, fuck the Browns. I hope these guys lose. In I remember every, every time. I was at a bar in 2019 and the before times. And some girl came, I was wearing an A.J. Green jersey at the time. And some girl came up to me who was a Browns fan. She started talking shit to me. And I'm like, I literally looked at her and I'm like, look. Don't you guys are still the Browns? Don't be surprised if you go seven and nine. And that year they went six and ten. So fuck you. Boom. So this year, but this year they kind of grew on me a little bit. Like the city was happy, and then they went from fucking the go- the human goomba that is Freddie Kitchens to hot but also lazy eye Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, he won Coach of the Year. Yeah, he did. I thought it would be Flores. I thought it was gonna be McDermott in Buffalo. That would have been a great so, one. I really think McDermott earned it. Um, Dave Ole got uh, offensive coordinator, assistant of the year, whatever it was, for his development with Josh Allen. But, that rules. Uh, back, back to the draft. Back to the draft. Yeah, Where, back to 12, the draft. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I really don't. Um, there's so many players. They can, there's so many different directions they go. They could go Patrick Sertan. They could go Caleb Farley. They could go uh, maybe Trey Lance falls. Do you want to take a shot on Trey Lance? I wouldn't. Hey, I love, I love, I love Trey Lance. I went to. I have North Dakota State, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, I went to an FCS school myself, so I went to James Madison. Uh, That's where uh, Danucci went, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. I, he's, he's not going to listen to this podcast. I hate Ben Danucci. He absolutely ruined two of the greatest defenses in JMU's history with shit play in the playoffs. And he still he got drafted in the, into the NFL? I laughed when he got drafted. <laughs> How the fuck did this guy get drafted? Out of all the quarterbacks that JMU has had over the years that were good, that's the one that gets fucking drafted. Are you fucking kidding me? I was I was irate. I was irate at Ben DiNucci. I think the I only thing, the only good thing that that uh, Ben DiNucci did was take the heat off of Nathan Peterman's shoulders. Yeah, he really did, didn't he? Like he's he's now Nathan Peterman. Yep, he's, he's the new Nathan Peterman. Now taking over that mantle. Um, I think Peterman's still in the Raiders. I think he is too. I think he's like, he's like their third quarterback. Yes. But uh, no, 
I love I love Trey Lance. I've seen him torch like five or six times in a national championship game. JMU uh, had had Trey Lance dead to rights. I mean, I'm talking like three guys surrounding him. The pocket has collapsed. It's going to be a sack. Let's clap and drink a beer. And then somehow Trey Lance like wiggles his way out of it and turns it into 20 yards. I'm like, how the fuck did that? That's happen? insane. He's he's. In the That's game. what Lamar does. Yes, he's but he's a better he's a better passer than Lamar. Yeah, he, his arm his arm talent is through the roof. Everybody's just saying he's a project. That screams Kyler Murray to me. Start him day one. Uh, yeah, but he's like big. Yeah. Like, so like Russell like Wilson. More. Well, Russell he's Wilson's like, not much bigger. Yeah, Wilson's six foot. I, I, Trey Lance is like six four, six five. Like he's a big dude. He was down at the Senior Bowl, and we didn't know. We were sitting two sections over from him, and we should have gone over and talked to him. But we didn't know he was there until afterwards when he's posting on Instagram. Trying to think of who. Trying to think of who. Trying to think of who a good comp would be for that. Kaepernick. It's yeah. I would yeah. Kaepernick's probably pretty good. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good comp. Um, he, their run styles. If you watch Trey Lance run and then you watch Kaepernick run, like it's very similar. They both got like these gazelle long legs and they just kind of like eat up yards in front of them. Yep. Uh, both have cannons for an arm. Both were maybe a little bit of a project. So yeah, I think Kaepernick's actually a really good comp for Trey Lance. Couple yeah, Kaepernick. Couple. Ceiling, I think his I think his ceiling is just as high as Kaepernick's, if not higher, than what we saw at peak Kaepernick. So, a couple Kaepernick questions. One, do you think he gets signed this offseason? No. I don't, I don't think so either. It would be, it'd be cool to see, but I, I realistically don't see him. This sucks to say, I don't see him ever getting signed again. That's correct. Yes. Oh, uh, that's okay. Um, so, I was saying with my, with my other possible Bengals picks... Um, one is Jamar Chase. He's a receiver out of LSU. He is, from what I've read, he's a physical guy, good, good at the contested catch. Um, and I actually guessed his NFL comparison without even looking at it. But the article I read, and I agreed, that his comp is DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I really like Jamar Chase. I think he would be a good fit in Cincinnati, but at the same time, I think that's kind of a waste of a pick. I don't think that's where they want to... I don't think that's the direction they want to go in. Uh, I shouldn't say waste of him. He's obviously be... You know, that, that gives them three stellar wide receivers for Joe Burrow. Yep. Stellar wide but receivers. But not to mention, where did Chase go to college? Eh, he might have a little bit of familiarity with Joe Burrow. Yep, that's, that's, my, big, that's my big Maybe reason. If Jamar Chase had gone anywhere else, I would have thought of him as just another guy. Yeah, I, I just think offensive line is, is the move. It it has to be. I I can't I can't get off I can't get that out of my head for the Bengals. Just picturing if you want to go anywhere else besides offensive line, just picture Joe Burrow lying on the ground in FedEx Field. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right up the road for me. Yeah, that broke so, my heart. I could have been there. I could have I could have given my ACL, but yep. I'm not a Bengals fan, so I, I didn't. And I would say, every time people ask if I'm a Bengals fan, I say yes, and I wouldn't wish this life on anybody. <laughs> oh, that's kind of how it feels to be a 49ers fan sometimes. Uh, sometimes. You, have a, you guys have a Super Bowl within the last calendar year, and then some change? Yeah, well, they've been. they lost. Yeah. So. Well, the Bengals have been twice and got beat by the 49ers, so. Oh. This is true. This is true. This is true. So who else, who else stands out to you for the Bengals early on in the first round? Two guys. 
besides Penny Sewell and Jamar Chase, this is just thinking hypothetically here. Devontae okay. Smith from Alabama. Okay. And Kyle Pitts out of Florida. Okay. Those okay. are like the guy. Kyle those Pitts. are the main guys that have that I've heard like. Those are the only four people that I've even like considered as being possible Bengals. Kyle Pitts that early is a mistake. I will say that. I kind of I, agree. I, I like Kyle Pitts, but the Bengals pick what third, second, uh, fifth, fifth. Okay, yeah, fifth. When's the last time a tight end went top five? Vernon Davis went six. Yeah, it was he? A, it took him a bunch he of was drafted by the 49ers, if so I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's taken six overall by the 49ers. Um, and it took him like out of Maryland, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Maryland product. Maryland product. Yep. So it took him like four years to figure his shit out. So he just ugh, tight end that early just feels. Wait. You're not getting positional value. You're not getting positional value there. Like, um, like uh, Hawkinson was drafted by, eighth overall, and he's been good, but it's like eighth overall pick. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't, I don't like tight ends in the first round, to be honest, because if you look at all the, all the tight ends that have gone in the first round, like, do they ever really pan out? O.J. Howard was a complete bust in, in Tampa Bay, uh, Hawkinson and Fant haven't done anything crazy in... Hawkinson's been fine. He's been fine, but like... I'll get, I'll give you one from the Bengals, uh, 11 years ago, Jermaine Gresham. Yeah. But, but, you know, He's been okay. fine. He's fine, but but again, he, the Bengals. All, all, uh, Gronk is after the best him. Tight ends, all the best tight ends in like in the NFL. Like Gronk was a second round pick. Kittle was a fifth round pick. You know, Kelsey was a third round pick. Yep. Like all out of Cincinnati. Is, out of Cincinnati. So so I just feel like positional value tight end. You can find value later on in the draft. Yep. So I don't like taking them in the first round. For I also notice that with the uh, I like notice that with receivers as well. Yeah, receivers are the same way. Uh, Justin Jefferson was the best receiver this year in the rookie class. Yes, far, far and away the best one. Far and away the best. He one. was on two of my teams this year. He helped me win some money. There it is, and he was like the sixth wide receiver taken. Uh, I want to so, see. He was the fourth. It was like Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Then Jalen Rieger and then Jefferson. I could be wrong about that. Let's let's take this into the Google machine here. Yep. But either way, you know there was the consensus top three guys with Ruggs and, and Judy and and Cee Lamb. Well, Ruggs was drafted by the Raiders because of his forty time. Correct. Um, he was the fifth wide receiver taken because Jalen Rieger went the pick before. Yep. Uh, he was the fifth because Cee Lamb was drafted by the Cowboys. So he was the fifth. He was the fifth wide receiver taken, and it's like, and, and the sixth was Ayuk. Yeah, yeah, Ayuk was a monster. For I love Ayuk. Consistently getting the ball. He was great. T. Higgins went in the second round. Michael Pittman went in the second round. Chase Claypool went after that. Lavisca Chanel. There's there's so many guys that you can just find. Dan Jefferson for the Rams. He started to turn on a little. He's bit. had his moments. There's there's just so many guys that you can find later on in the draft at the wide receiver position. And I very much live in the. The first round is reserved for the trenches. Yep. That's where I like my picks to go. You're either drafting a quarterback, you're drafting an offensive or defensive line. And that's, so, that's where I think you're going to find the most value. I'll give you a little stat. Do you know the last time, I've said this on the pod before, do you know the last time a first overall pick was not a quarterback, offensive tackle, or defensive end? Okay, okay. 
I can tell you this right now. It's, it's probably a long time ago. Mm-hmm. 1998. Slightly earlier. Ooh. Whoa, well, I just, just... Just lay it on me. 1996. Okay. It was Keyshawn Johnson. Holy shit, it's the Jets. Yep. I remember that. Yep. I remember that, yeah. And then 97 yeah, was... I want to say Dan Wilkinson? Big Daddy? Yeah, Big Daddy was drafted by the Bengals. I could be wrong about that. No, I am. It's Orlando Pace. Okay. And then it was, yep. um, 98 was Manning, and then Couch, and then Courtney Brown, and then all those guys. And yeah. it's not changing with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, let me, let me pull up this list of number one overall picks here. Uh, I, can, I actually do it from memory. 2001, Michael Vick. 2002, uh, David Carr. Three, Carson Palmer. Four, Eli Manning. Five, Alex Smith. Six, Mario Williams. Seven, Jamarcus Russell. 2008, Jake Long. 2009, I'm blanking. 2010, Sam Bradford. Uh, 11 was Cam Newton. 12, Andrew Luck. 13, um, Eric Fisher. 14, Jadavion Clowney. 15, Jameis Winston. Jared Goff. Miles Garrett. Uh, 18, Baker Mayfield, 19, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. Holy shit, that's good. 2009, Matt Stafford. Damn it! And he, I love Matthew Stafford, the one guy we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that's impressive, guy. That's, that's impressive. I know my shit. Asperger's helps. That's good. <laughs> I was going to say, man, that's... that's 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 really good because I'm like I'm like two years ago I'm like fuck who was in that draft I don't know I know football I just can't remember drafts for shit um, but yeah so like you said it's it's that's where you find the positional value and that's that's what that's what teams do and that's what they should do yep so so speaking of finding talent we'll go over the top fifty free agents and we'll see because you you've said that the 49ers need quarterbacks I'm thinking Bengals need offensive line maybe some defensive help. Uh, okay. I remember the first free agent on the list was Dak Prescott. That is correct. And Dallas lets Dak Prescott leave. They are idiots. Okay, I have They're the top. Idiots. I have the top one hundred, but we'll do. Yeah, actually, top fifty right here. Uh, okay. Allow uh, number two. So you're you're on board with Dak Prescott. Number two, Chris Godwin. No for the 49ers. I'm going to say no for the Bengals as well, strictly because he's really expensive. Correct. He's going to get... I, I love I love Godwin, but he's also going to be resigned in Tampa Bay. Especially I would be surprised. He could also be a Jet. Who knows? Uh, number three, Allen Robinson. I absolutely love Allen Robinson. Me too. I love him. I love Allen Robinson. I don't know what the fuck he did to piss off the football gods to play with Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky for his time. <laughs> but... Whatever, whatever he did to do that. Um, no, so I, I love Allen Robinson, but again, I think he's going to price himself out for the 49ers. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say no as well for the Bengals because, again, he's going to be too expensive, and number one priority is going to be offensive line, which, speaking of offensive line, one of your guys, number four, Trentus Williams. 49ers fuck this up and don't bring back Trent Williams. I'm going to be so fucking mad. This man... <laughs> This man, I said it on a tweet the other day, he has run a faster 40 than every single 49ers quarterback since Colin Kaepernick. Wow. 
He is 320 pounds. He ran a 4.8140. He is a fucking monster. He's a top 1% athlete in the world, and people want to ding him for missing some games a couple years ago. The man had fucking cancer. <laughs> he had cancer, and they're like, oh, he can't stay on the field. It fucking cancer. Um, he beat cancer, and then he came back. So the 49ers need to bring him back. That is priority number one over quarterback, over everything. Bring him the fuck back, because he made watching film for the 49ers so goddamn easy. You yep. know why? Ignore him. You don't even have to watch him. He's That's the best kind of offensive no lineman, the way you don't have to worry about that. Like the Joe Thomas. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Not even he better be. Yeah. Goddamn, he better be. He better be. Yeah, I don't have to worry about 71, because 71 is done doing his job. Cool. Yep. Move on. 71, the number 71 just features, like, if he's a number 71, he better be a good offensive tackle. You gotta be. You can't wear 71 and not. It's like 74, too, I think is also one of those numbers. Uh, 71, 71 for the Bengals for years was Billy Anderson. I don't know go. if you remember him. I do, yeah. 74 for the 49ers with Joe Staley. And oh, I think, okay. I think, I think Joe Thomas wore 74 as well. So I think it's just one of those numbers. Where yes. Better be a good tackle if you're wearing it. Uh, number five, Kenny Galladay. And the next one's a wide receiver as well. Baby Tron. I love Kenny Galladay. When he's healthy. Galladay, but, it, but again, it's just, what's his market going to be? Is he going to price himself out? Yeah. Uh, speaking of when he's healthy, a guy I wouldn't be opposed to on the Bengals. I I, I don't think Galladay is a re- reasonable signing for the Bengals because he might be pretty expensive, and the Bengals are going to get a wide receiver on the cheap. So I'm going to say no on Kenny Galladay. I'm also going to say no on Will Fuller. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely, unless unless he's coming like super cheap, like two million dollars, because he wants to prove that he can stay on the field. Uh, that, that's a hard pass for me. Yep. Uh, number seven, Leonard Williams, uh, the Giants' D lineman. Uh, 49ers don't need more defensive interior. They've already got more guys to know what to do with. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to pass on him for the Bengals, so I'm going to say no on him. Number eight, uh, Bengals don't need safety help, but Justin Simmons out of Denver. Uh, love Justin Simmons. Uh, depends on what the 49ers want to do with Jaquaski Tart. Okay. I don't know if they're going to hold on to him or not. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be looking in the draft to, to get somebody... I've long said that the 49ers had the safest safeties in the league between Tart and Ward. They both do their job very well. They don't create turnovers or chaos. So I, I think the 49ers should kick the tires there, see what the price is going to be, and see if he wants to come uh, come play for Miko Ryans yep. in the 49ers defense. I forgot. He was a good player for a while, and then he's just a coach now? Yeah, so he took over from Robert Sala. So he got promoted from within to be the 49ers defensive coordinator. That rules. Um, Probably a year early, probably a year early, but if they didn't do it this year, they were going to lose it next year, so yep. got to do what you got to do. Uh, number nine, uh, Levante David, uh, Tampa Bay linebacker. You guys need linebacker help? Uh, no, Fred Warner's the best linebacker in the league. All right. So, I'm going to say... Always use help, but Levante David is not. They're not going to go spend more money on a, on a free agent linebacker again. Um, I'm going to say no on the Bengals as well because he probably... Could the Bengals sign a linebacker? They could use one, sure. But it's, it's not going to be like a top tier, especially the number one guy on the market. Which, uh, I would say number 10, this is a guy that Bengals, um, the Bengals fan group I'm in has been horny for this guy since yesterday. I think you might have uh, said, some, said a little something about him too, but Mr. Yeye Watt. I said the 49ers should keep the tires on him, but I don't know where he plays on their defense. He doesn't fit a 4-3. He doesn't fit the wide 9 that they run. Hopefully they get rid of the wide 9. I hate it. Uh, 
I, I don't see him fitting in in San Francisco uh, where I think he should go. Buffalo. That's where J.J. Watt should go. He has That'd be fun. Buffalo player written all over him. He said he's not going to the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I don't know where the Steelers would put him. Uh, I'm terrified that maybe he goes to Green Bay. Yeah. I think, I think Buffalo is where he should go. Uh, all right. So I'm going to say no for him, for the Bengals, because he's going to be – he's expensive. He's an injury risk. He's beyond – he's well beyond his prime. There's going to be some team out there that's going to put up money for J.J. Watt, and it's not going to be the Bengals. Like, some team is going to see the Hall of Fame career that he had in the early 2010s, and they're going to be like, yeah, let's sign him to, like, a two-year, $30 million contract, and the Bengals don't need to do that. Yeah, no. No, I'm with you on that one. So we're going to get into a player that I would not be opposed to, but will probably be a little out of the Bengals' price range, Brandon Scherf from the football team. Uh, love Brandon Scherf. Yep, love Brandon Scherf. Uh, 30 years old. He's making $15 million this last year. Big fan of his. Um, Kyle Shanahan hates guards, so they're not going to go after him. Kyle Shanahan never values guards. He likes his tackles and he likes his center, and the guards are just guys that have to be in the way. Yep. So the 49ers will not be making a run at him. Uh, so I said the Bengals could possibly make a run at him, but two guys down. So do the do – the, if – the 49ers cannot retain Trent Williams. Number 12 is Taylor Moton from the Panthers. God, is that's it... a step down. Yeah. That's a step down. Um, but you, you got to do what you got to do. If they can't retain him, you got to go get somebody. And I don't know if that's going to be in the draft because it's 12. It's, it's a weird 12. There's not really going to be a tackle worth yeah. taking. And then you, you either have to trade back or you have to trade up or you have to do something crazy to replace Trent Williams. So just fucking sign Trent Williams. And yeah. And then your problem's over. Bengals, I'm going to assume, are going to go after Penny Sewell, so I'm going to pass on him. Okay. Uh, this is a guy who I predict will be a Bengal in 2021. Guard from the Patriots, Joe Thune. Yeah, love Thune. Love Thune, love, love, love. He's a guy who I'm, I I'm like, very... I'll be shocked if he's not a Bengal in 2021. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of his. I, I think he does a great job on the interior offensive line. Um, I, I have like a little bit of a thing for watching offensive and defensive line tape, and uh, Thune is somebody that stood out to me. Because you love a guy just like, with it's offensive line tape, you're just watching guys cake people and then making that big yeah, hole for the running back or the quarterback. Or It's great. It's great. So, yeah, I think Thune would be a great fit in, in Cincinnati. And, again, Kyle Shanahan hates guards, so the 49ers will not be pursuing him. The Bengals just need to fix their line because, like, assuming left tackle – I'm assuming they're going to move Jonah Williams, who's been our left tackle for a little bit. They're, they might move him to the right tackle if they get Penny Sewell and put him on the, at the blindside yeah. position. But then it's going to be like Quentin Spain at, at guard, Trey Hopkins at center, hopefully Joe Thune, and then Jonah Williams. That's a fucking solid line. Yep. Because sure prior to this year, it was like Jonah... I got this from Why Your Team Sucks. Which, do you, have you ever read Why Your Team Sucks? The Yes. Oh, it's so much fun. The Deadspin. Yep. It's on Defector now. They moved it this year. Oh, okay. Okay. But one I commenter know, said... I, I, read it, I read it every year. I got featured on four articles this year, and it was really fun. I had, nice. like, let's hear from the fans. I was on the Bengals, Chargers, Jags, and Rams. I had some of my so, burns that I wrote last year, and it was so much fun. They turned <laughs> out my Patriots one, but that sucked. Um, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bangle. Uh, I'll just go through some of the highlights here. I don't want to bore you with all 50 of these. Like, I don't want to do, like, a John Johnson for the Rams. But that's number fucking 23. But then 15, you got Jadavion Clowney. He's going to be... Fuck no. Yeah. I'm Fuck thinking no. no. That, that man's the most overhyped... That man took a play where the guard fucking busted and didn't block him, and he blew up a running back because he had a free lane to him. He turned that into the number one overall pick. He's never really been all that productive, even when he was playing alongside J.J. Watt. Yeah. Out, like, every year, he tries to get these monster contracts. It's like, bro, you get, like, three sacks a year. I don't care. Yeah. Jimmy Klein is one of the most overrated players in the NFL. I agree. I completely agree. Marcus. I Marcus. just learned how to pronounce this guy's name not too long ago. Yannick Nagakwe. Yannick Ngakwe, 100% the 49ers should go after him. Maryland products. Maryland products, Yannick Ngakwe. Um... Also, Jaguars are Jaguars fans are the captains of Team Petty because they voted him into the Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> because if he made a Pro Bowl, if he made a Pro Bowl, they traded. He got traded twice this year, right? He got traded to the Vikings and traded and to the Ravens. The and then if he made if he made a Pro Bowl, the Vikings owed a better pick to the Jaguars. <laughs> so if the Jaguars fans just flooded the vote to get Yankee Gakwe into the Pro Bowl. So that the Vikings had to pay a higher draft pick. That rules. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love I love Yannick. Um, I, I think the 49ers should absolutely, absolutely, absolutely go after him. I don't think T. Ford ever plays it down in football again. His back is fucked. So they need they need to replace a speed rusher, and I think Yannick Ngakwe, at only 26 years old, you nailed it. Could be a guy. Could be a guy that you know maybe you'd get him on a one year mercenary deal. One year. Yep. Thirteen million dollars, twelve million dollars, whatever it is, just come in, let him, let him, let him eat on the other side of Nick Bosa with, with Eric Armstead, with uh, Javon Kinlaw, all those guys, and go get your money the next year. And speaking of defensive lineman, a guy who I think the Bengals would be dumb to not go after, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett was the first player I ever mentioned on the Fourth and Gold podcast. Nice. And I said the Forty ers should absolutely go get him in free agency. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, and he had no wear on those legs. You get all the tread left on the tires. As you go after him, I think that any team would be dumb to not at least pick up the phone and give him a call because he has proven over the last two years that he is one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. I like him. The Bengals were, uh, they could have gotten him a few years ago, but they ended up going to the Buccaneers and then fucking tearing ass and winning the Super Bowl. I'm so pissed the Bucks won this year. I'm so, I was so convinced they were going to be... I'm so pissed. I'm like, the Bucks are going to be a bust. I Actually, last year, I would have not been opposed to the Bengals signing Tom Brady, mainly to mentor Joe Burrow. I, I was genuinely not opposed to it. Yeah, $25 million mentor. Didn't, if I'm not mistaken, you said that the 49ers could have gone after Brady. Did go after Brady. Oh yeah, the 49ers did go after Brady. That is a thing. The money didn't work. Yep. So that's why I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. We haven't really talked about him a whole lot. Yeah. Like, I'm not sold on him because they, they, the fans can love him. They can think he's pretty. They can think like, oh, he took them to a Super Bowl. He was dragged, kicking, screaming to a Super Bowl. He didn't take them there. <laughs> he got there because he he locked into a Super Bowl. He fell ass backwards into a Super Bowl and then couldn't get it done when it mattered the most. Uh, this is two straight off seasons where the 49ers have looked to upgrade the quarterback position. 
they yeah. clearly don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't or know Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard. I don't believe in any of them either. I watched the tape. It's not like some of the tape we watched last night. Some of the sacks we were going over. Holy shit! These guys took sacks they had no business taking just because they don't fucking move. Yep. Jesus Christ. Uh, next guy on the uh, list. Do you guys need receivers at all? I mean, if Samuel can stay healthy, I think Ayuk's at number one in in um, San Francisco. He is. He is. Yeah. But a guy, I don't think Bengals Nation would like it. Like it. I mean, especially after the fucking leveling he took on Monday Night Football against the Bengals from Von Bell was uh, Juju Smythe-Scheister. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a pass for me because um, some team's going to overpay. Yep. Uh, yeah, some team's going to overpay. I think the Bengals are going to pass on him as well. There's no way they sign him. Next guy, I believe he's going to be a Steeler or a Bill next season, but Aaron Jones. Don't pay running backs. Yep. That's what I have to keep telling myself. Don't pay running backs. But the 49ers have shown in the past that they do like to go out in free agency and pay running backs. And I think he would They're crush set. in Shanahan's system. He already crushed in Shanahan light system under LaFleur. If you get him an actual Shanahan system, I think he would destroy. But I think he's just another one of those guys that's going to go out there and get $11 million a year. Yep. I don't foresee the 49ers paying I don't. I don't see the Bengals getting him either. I see him being, like I said, a stealer or a bill. Because those are the two I, teams. I love, that, I love that Buffalo fit. Oh, I love that Buffalo fit. That's yeah, because cool. it's like fucking Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. They blew nobody away this year. Yep. Singletary lived on my bench this year. Um, mm-hmm. We'll just go through the highlights. Um, uh, Corey Davis. I would be shocked if he's not back in Tennessee next year. I agree with that. I think he earned a little bit of money. I think him and Tannehill kind of developed something. Would it be nice if the Bengals had a third option? I'll scroll down the list and see if I see my guy. I do see my guy, so I'll get to him in a little bit. But I am going to pass on Corey Davis. Uh, you guys don't need tight ends, so... Is Jordan Reed going to be with you guys next year? He's on a one-year deal. I don't know if he's coming back or not. He loves Shanahan, so I think he stays. Yep. I think Which means does. Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith is not going to really mean much. No, and Johnny Smith's another guy where I'm, I, I would be absolutely shocked if he's not back in Tennessee. Yep, same. I think, I think they love him in Tennessee. Uh, did Okun retire? I don't know, but no. Yep. I don't know if he retired or not, but I'm saying hard no for the 49ers. They don't need an aging tackle. Uh, can't really play tackle. Here's where things could get interesting. I wouldn't be... I, I, I'm interested to hear your take on this guy. Jameis Winston. James Winston would have beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs if they started him instead of noodle armed fucking MAGA Drews. Yep. <laughs> would you take him on the 49ers on a cheap deal? I'm saying no for the Bengals because they don't really need him. 100%. Yep. 1,000%. I would take a shot on James Winston. And if they if their plan is like James Winston and Trey Lance, let's fucking go. I like it. Like I would take, I would take that for. Years, I would take that. Absolutely, I would love to bring in James Winston. I think now he's had LASIK. Now he's fixed his eyes. He's not. Yep. Squ- he's not. He's not James Squinston anymore. I want. He's to see LASIK Jameis. LASIK Jameis, baby. I know. I would. I would want to give him a shot. Uh, Shaq Griffin from the Seahawks. I'm gonna say no for the Bengals because they've they already have. I mean, if they lose William Jackson, then they might need a replacement. 
But I wouldn't be opposed to Shaq Griffin on, like, a cheap-ass deal. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well, just because I think the 49ers are looking to get significantly younger in the secondary. Yep. Sherman's walking. Yep. Sherman's definitely walking. He's on the list. I think they're going to try and bring back Verrett. Uh, Jason Verrett. Keep Mosley. Yeah, they'll keep Mosley. I just think they're. I think they're going to hit that in the draft hard this year. So I don't think they're going to be super active and free to see with that. A uh, couple couple quarterbacks at thirty two and thirty three. Cam Newton and Ryan Fitzmagic. No to Newton. Is he like I watched Newton this year? He looked like he could barely throw. Yeah, his his shoulders fucked, man. Yeah, his shoulders. It, it looked like it was just watching like it was painful. Watching him throw was, was really bad. So yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no on Cam Newton and Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna know. say He's, maybe for the Bengals. I I think Ryan Fitzpatrick wants to go somewhere where he's going to be no shit the backup. I don't think he wants to go somewhere where he's going to babysit a rookie again because clearly he was not happy in Miami. Oh, I don't blame him. And everybody's saying, get Ryan Fitzpatrick and then draft a rookie. Well, I don't think he wants to do that again. No. I think when he goes and talks to teams and if the 49ers were to say, like, hey, we're going to bring you in. And then we want to we want to draft so we want to trade up and get Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whatever it is we're going to put them behind you, and then at some point during the year we're probably going to hand them the keys. He's going to be like, "Fuck no, I went to that with Tua last year." Yeah, he's like, I, if I was Fitzmagic, you know where I would go? Fucking KC. That's where I would go. I would go to Kansas City and go be Patrick Mahomes' backup. That's what I would do. Well, he, well, Kansas City has America's backup, Chad Henney. So, fuck Chad Henney. Yeah, we're talking about Fitzmagic, baby. But only the only time I, the only way I want him to go anywhere is if he steals Deshaun Jackson's clothes again to rock <laughs> down on his way out the door. Oh, uh, which means he would have to go to Philly, which would be a really interesting combination with him and Jalen Hurts. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he goes to Philly. I wouldn't be opposed to him because a lot of people forget Fitzpatrick was a Bengal briefly. I do remember that. Yeah, that's back like before the beard. Yeah, it was. He had, like, really yeah. shitty, poofy hair and a beard. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a little beard. It wasn't like the, the Fitzmagic beard. Oh, yeah, the Fitzmagic beard was fun. Um, let's go through a bangle. William Jackson. William Jackson III. I'm going to say no again. He is... I, I, the, the money just... I don't know. He is... Um, the one thing I remember about William Jack, I mean, he's been a solid. He's been a solid player for years. But the one, the moment I remember from him the most was him pick sixing Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. That was like you. You say you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, that was Chef's kiss. Uh, let's go down the list. Here's a player I do want on the Bengals. I will lobby. Uh, this is a receiver that I will lobby the Bengals to get. Curtis Samuel. Kyle Shanahan could do with Curtis Samuel and Debo Samuel. It is like, I don't know, that would be nuts. I'd uh, say yes, but the 49ers, I would go after him. I, uh, I say yes, the Bengals go after him because if they're not going to get Chase at five, if they get Sewell at five, they need to get a wide receiver that's going to replace A.J. Green. Yep. And Chief, uh, Curtis Samuel, I almost said Jamar Chase, but Samuel's a guy, he was, a th- he was kind of the third... The third 
cog in that receiver core with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And he still was really productive. Mm -hmm. He was still incredibly productive. I think he would fit in very well with either the 49ers or the Bengals, because I think he would round out another trio of really good receivers. Yep, and he's only 25. Higgins, Higgins, Boyd, and Samuel, or Samuel, Samuel, and Ayuk. And I think that would be, either one of those combinations would be very good. It'd be very good. So Curtis Samuel's a guy to look out for this year. He's going to be a very interesting guy. Uh, Next up, thank you, Hilton. Sorry. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm not trying to be a dick, but he wasn't very productive this year. I think he started to lose his step, and speed was his number one thing. Uh, uh, former Bengal Marvin Jones. Also no. Didn't look great this year with Matthew Stafford, so I, I think he might just follow Stafford and go to L.A. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Go, go, be, go be the fourth receiver in L.A. That situation with the Rams makes me nervous a little bit because... They invested a lot in a 33-year-old quarterback, but now don't have any first-round picks to like really invest in the team. Because who knows how long Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are going to remain productive. Yeah, but so here's my thinking with, with that. Everybody says, well, the Rams empty the, the – the Rams are like, they don't have any first-round picks. They don't have any first-round picks. How do you build the team? How do you build the team? It doesn't fucking matter because they're always in win-now mode. Yeah. And three out of the four years McVay has been there, they've made the playoffs. One they have the they best cornerback in the NFL. They have the best defensive tackle, maybe of all time. Yep. Is that a hot take or no? I don't think it's a hot take. Yeah. I think that's accurate. I, I think he's what he's like Warren Sapp, like if Warren Sapp was in shape. He's like, like he's Warren Sapp if he never tried to get any prostitutes. There you go. That's exactly what it is. No, uh, they're always in win-down mode. The one year they missed the playoffs, they went 9-7. and seven. Yep. The Rams are like, everybody shits on them for trading away all their picks, but like, okay, how many teams are making the playoffs every year? Not many. Not many. But the Rams are right fucking there, so they can sell out all they want. I think th- I think as it stands right now, for free agency before the draft, that the Rams are the best team in the NFC. I will say that right now. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised either. If they, they are can, my favorites right now. As of as of February thirteenth, they are my favorites. Better than Tampa Bay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it depends on who Tampa Bay keeps and who Tampa Bay loses, because they like they're going to lose uh, Gronk in the off season. That's number forty three. I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, I I, I don't think Gronk is going to play without Tom Brady. Uh, Richard Sherman, you're opposed to Richard Sherman. I'm not opposed. He's, Richard Sherman is, is a fantastic person to have in the locker room. He's a fantastic human being. He's I like him as a person a lot. He's an intelligent I've got, dude. I've gotten, I've gotten over that whole, like, sorry-ass receiver like Michael Crabtree shit that happened yeah. after the NFC Championship game. Oh, I've that's right. That. I've gotten over that. Um, but he, he tore his Achilles yep. a couple years ago. Seattle let him walk. The 49ers signed him. It was he can't play man anymore. He can't do it. He can't keep up with guys. He, he's, he's thirty-three. Lost he's lost. A, he's lost a big step. He's playing like he missed a bunch of games this past year. Um, so really, uh, it, it's 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 a no for me. He's going to move on. And if I'm a team and I'm taking Richard Sherman, I'm putting him in safety. I would not be opposed to him as a Bengal, but if again, you ha- the Bengals need to invest in their offensive line. First and foremost, and pretty much solely. 
But if they can get Sherman on like a one-year, five or six million dollar deal, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, throw him, throw him as a box safety. Let him cover tight ends. Uh, let him let him kind of roam a little bit. Let him be just like one of those guys. Like not not quite a Tyron Matthew position because Tyron Matthews is obviously athletic enough to. How did he slip to the stuff. third round in the draft? Uh, he had a bunch of red flags, like weed. He got suspended by the team. Oh yeah, uh, he had right. some character issues, but like. He panned shit. out. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then a bunch of teams passed on him because of the same shit after he played for the Texans. I'm going to assume no for you on this. I'm definitely saying no on the Bengals uh, for this for obvious reasons, but Andy Dalton. Maybe? I'm going to say no. Maybe. I'm, I'm going to obviously say no for the Bengals. I don't hate Andy Dalton. I don't hate Andy Neither Dalton. Neither do I. Um, the, the 49ers... I, I, I maintain that if the, if the 49ers had Andy Dalton as their backup this year, they would have made the playoffs. Yeah. Instead of fucking Mullins or Bethard. Mullins, yeah. They would have made the playoffs with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. He so I'm actually not easily, at all to Andy Dalton. Here's a, here's a take. If Andy Dalton was on the 49ers, there's no way he's a backup. I don't think he's I a backup on that team. I, I think it would be a competition between him and Garoppolo. I put but Dalton slightly above bumps. Garoppolo. That's fine. So yeah, I, I would not be opposed to bringing. I said I said this back in like December. I said Andy Dalton and a rookie for twenty one, and people lost their shit on me. They were screaming at me. They were typing in all caps, and they were very <laughs> mad. They were very mad online because I said Andy Dalton, and they're like, "All you have to do is watch the fucking Forty ers game against Dallas this year." Andy Dalton made some throws that we haven't seen a quarterback for the Forty ers make since fucking Kaepernick. Yep. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're comparable. They were drafted really close to each other. I think they were drafted back-to-back picks, actually. Um, but it, it's, it's he can still sling it. So, yeah, I would take Andy Dalton in San Francisco. Okay. Yep. Uh, last one, it, um, there's like Gerald Everett. I'm assuming no. Uh, but Bud Dupree and Chidobia Wuzier. Um, Bud Dupree, interesting, because he, he made 15, almost $16 million last year. Yeah, so probably so, no. Is he gonna price it? Is he gonna price himself out? Probably. So that's a no. And then uh, Awuzie's best contribution to the NFL was the guy that announced his draft pick. So who was it? That was the guy. I can't remember. It was, it was the Dallas Cowboys like um, legend guy, and he's like, he's like, he's like the five-time world champion Dallas Cowboys. Oh. And he came up. He's Screamed his name. I'm like, that's like the best thing Uzi has ever done in the NFL. Yep, I think I remember yeah. watching that too. I'll look yeah, that up real quick. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Drew Pearson. Yeah, it was Drew Maybe. Pearson, who I think just died recently, if I'm not mistaken. Oh dang, really? Uh, let me let this. me see. I could be very wrong on that. Is he wrong? I don't like. Like, I found out last, I don't know if you saw... I don't know if he, you saw I'm wrong. Last, it I was, uh... I'm very wrong. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna edit that out. It was, uh... Fucking... <laughs> Clark... Uh... What's his name? The guy that made the catch. Oh, Dwight Clark? Yes, Dwight Clark. Dwight Clark... Dwight Clark died uh, a couple years ago. Yep. Yeah, Pearson is very uh, alive and well. Sorry to Drew Pearson. Alright, so that's... Uh, yeah. That's the list. See, if, you, if you're going to break if you're gonna break news to me, it's like, I found out last night that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is now older than Tim Allen was 
when Home Improvement started. Yep. It ruined my fucking night. Like, yeah. I was like, I was sad the rest of the night. I'm like, God, I'm old. Yeah. God, I'm old. There, we're going to see those memes until the end of time. It's like people, like, ten years from now, like, we'll go into predictions and bullshit, but, uh, you're going to see people, like, that are ten years younger than, like, you and I, that are going to be posting those, like, oh, shit, now we're old memes. It's like, fuck you! You're not old! <laughs> it's going to ruin my yeah. night! Yeah, that's, that's... It's not fun. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it. Me neither. I'm not ready to get old. But I am ready for the draft. I am ready for the offseason. Free agency starts, what, Mike's March uh, 17th? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day is when everything kind of goes crazy. And then I think they have the 48 hours of the legal tampering period. So there will be deals that will be kind of announced that people have agreed to, but they won't be official until the 17th. Yep. And it, it's going to be such a fun day. We'll see, we'll see all the trades finalized. We'll see... Uh, see a bunch of stuff so it's it's going to be a wild march it's going to be a wild off season and i can't wait to see what happens quarterback carousel oh it's already had nuts. It spinning quite a bit we've already seen it spinning quite a bit but i think it's going to go completely off the rails do we see watson get traded are the texans kind of fucking themselves because they keep delaying and hanging up the phone and, and they're going to drive their own price down um there's yep. a lot of things that i think uh there's a lot of things that, that, that folks are going to What's going to be scratching their head about? Because there's going to be some guys that get paid like every offseason. Some guys that get paid that don't deserve to get paid. Oh, yeah. And then there's going to be some dudes that are just like, how is that guy not signed yet? So That was, um, for a little bit, that was Newton last year. It was Newton and Jadavion Clowney. But so Clowney wanted like, more money than he deserved. Of course he did. Yeah, because he's fucking number one overall did, pick. Did, didn't, you see, didn't you see my play was number one on SportsCenter for like 15 weeks? Don't you remember that? Yeah. But, we're, so I'll say this with the Bengals, and I actually wrote this, submitted this in The Athletic, and the writer was like, agreeing with me, and I had a sticky for the rest of the day when he said that. But, <laughs> where, um, the, where the Bengals benefit right now is this draft is going to be so quarterback heavy at the top of the draft, and the Bengals are a team that do not in any way, shape, or form need to draft a quarterback in the top five. So they basically have an embarrassment of riches up at the top of the draft with Sewell, potentially Jamar Chase. I don't think, I'm not thinking Kyle Pitts that high. If they want Kyle Pitts, they trade down. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts is like my plan C. Yep, I get that. I get that. The Bengals are they're in a very good spot right now. So yep. Jacksonville's definitely going Lawrence. The Jets could potentially go Wilson or Fields. Uh, I, I'm not sold on Fields all that much. I like Fields. I like Fields. I, I, I still have to dive into the tape and look at him. I haven't looked at him all that hard because I don't think the 49ers are going to get him. No. Um, but the Dolphins the Dolphins are going wide receiver at three. Devontae Smith. I'm saying Devontae Smith right now. I will say that until I, draft day because of Tua Ta- because of Tango Iloa. That's what I think, too. Uh, the Falcons, they could go quarterback. I'm they thinking could quarterback. They could do that. And then the Bengals at five. So, so well. It's a great year to be sitting at five and not need a quarterback. Yep. Because I think three of the top four picks are going to be quarterbacks. I also watched, uh, I watched more Colin Coward than I should, but he had this take on yeah. Tua where he's like, Tua is like so great, it's like, he's only known by his first name. It's like, think about people that are known by their first name, like Oprah, or 
a bunch of other people. But I was also, at the same time, I was like, who else is named Tua? Also, who wants to try and pronounce Tunga Bailoa? I, I just butchered it. I can't even say Tua, it. I said it wrong for years until I found out it was like Tunga Bailoa. Yeah. Um, no one wants to say it. It's Tua. It's someone place. said, uh, on Reddit, someone said, Tua turned the ball over, and I laughed. <laughs> I'm, so here's the last thing I'll say, and then I know I, this has gone almost two hours, dude. Thank you so much for coming on, and thanks for bullshitting. And, yeah, of course, man. Um, of course, dude. Yeah, like you said, I got Saturday where I got nothing going on. My my body's out of town, so I'm just hanging out. I'm just chilling, man. I'm just chilling. Yeah. So with Tua, it the fact that they've had to bring in Fitzpatrick for so many games really concerns me. Normal teams don't do that. Am I wrong in saying that? No, I. I think they rushed Tua. I think Tua should have sat all year. Yeah. Honestly, um, I also think that the Miami Dolphins' play calling was dog shit. Yeah, so I, I think they put him in a position to succeed. I think with his abilities, they should have called a lot more rollouts. They should have given him a lot of easy reads. He also didn't need weapons, which is why the Dolphins are going receiver at Devonte Parker is. Devontae Parker strikes me as... I think I might have said this to you, but um, Devontae Parker strikes me as a number one receiver if he has other really talented guys around him. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins I, have nobody else around him, like a, like something called a Lynn Bowden. Yeah, so he actually... Parker kind of reminds me of Boyd. Right? I agree. You want, you want him to be your number two. You don't want to ask him to be number one because I don't think he can shoulder that. I think he... Same with Juju. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think he's just one of those guys where you don't want... They can do it, but you don't want to lean on them to do it. Yep. So, that's where I'm at with Parker. So, it's... I mean, who knows what could happen with Tua. Maybe he pans out, because he had a weak year this year, because, like... There were games where he was putting up, like, zero stats. Yeah, he had a couple rough games. I know that, because he sat on my dynasty bench. Yeah. For a lot of the year. Yes. I invested a high pick in him, because I thought Tua star and I'm starting to question whether or not that's going to be the case. I thought I thought Burrow was the safest pick. I thought Tua was the one that if he pans out, he could be the best out of all of them. For a little bit, I wanted. I thought the Dolphins should have gone Herbert over Tua. Well, now looking at what Justin Herbert did this year, I think that's absolutely the case. Did he win Rookie of the Year? Yes, he did. That's bullshit. Should have been Justin Jefferson. It would have been Burrow if he hadn't gotten hurt. Correct. I mean, rookie of the year is basically, hey, which first round quarterback did the best this year? Yep, that's what rookie of the year has become. Jefferson was so, a monster. Jefferson was just so good, yep. so good, and and I, I I felt so I felt so good for for my partner Hobby because Hobby pounded the table for Justin Jefferson. Yep, he was saying he's like, this is my favorite wide receiver in this class. I, I he's better than the top three. He's my favorite. Ayuk was his second favorite. Um, the 49ers actually reached out to him. Like, the 49ers PR team actually reached out to him because he was pounding the table for Kin Law and Ayuk last year in the, like, before the draft started. And they're like, hey, man, shut up. <laughs> That's awesome. You're going to blow our cover. That's what, exactly what we want to do. Shut up. So, <laughs> so, yeah. It's so hard it's, to it's be... Good. I was talking to my buddy Tyler about this. Like, it's so hard because I want to, like, do, like, writing for Cincy Jungle next year. Mm-hmm. But... It's hard to be a writer that's also a fan. 
Yeah. Because you have to maintain... I, I, I like to think I'm pretty decent at this, but like, you have to maintain a sense of like unbiased... Like, you have to be able to be unbiased or to come across unbiased. Yeah, and you never will. Yeah. You'll never will in, in the eyes of anybody because, like, we sit there and I get... I get railed on by people because they're like, you hate Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm like, I don't hate the guy. I just don't think he's that good. Yeah. I'm like, like, I'm not a 49ers fan, I'm like, 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 like... You're not faithful. Which I hate the 49ers faithful name, because everybody's like, as soon as, as soon as you don't like a player that's on a team, you're not a real fan, or you're not faithful. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No. I just happen to look... I watch the tape. I watch the tape. I watch the tape. I watch the tape. I watch the tape a lot, because I have nothing but time on my hands. I'm bored at home. And my job, I work from home. And if I'm like, oh, well, I don't have anything to do for the next hour, I watch tape. That's what I do. And it's just clear as day that Jimmy Garoppolo cannot function the way Kyle Shanahan wants a quarterback to function. I say that and everyone's like, you just hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm like, no, I don't. Okay, fine. So I've just kind of leaned into it. I'm like, yes, I hate Jimmy Garoppolo now. Just, so just, I don't like, actually. I don't want to give you the time of day anymore. I'm just going to say I'm you just, fucking hate Jimmy I'm Garoppolo. I'm just leaning into it. I also, it's one of my favorite things to do. I like to send tweets that are going to piss people off and then I immediately mute them. <laughs> so people are yelling, people are yelling at clouds. I don't even think, it, like I had one I sent, and it had like a thousand likes and like five hundred replies, and I was just like, I didn't read a single one. <laughs> I didn't answer anybody. I didn't like any replies. I didn't read any of them. I sent the tweet and mute, and people are just like so mad at me. I'm like, I don't care. Yep. I don't care. But yeah, um, we're almost an hour, almost two hours in, dude. Again, thank you for coming on. We'll do a. Of course, man. Dude, um, if uh, if the 49ers and Bengals play this year, you you're welcome to roast the 49ers. I'd love to come on the fourth and gold and talk shit with you guys about the Bengals and give a little Absolutely. insight of, as to what's going on. I think it'll be 2023 Absolutely. if you guys are still doing it by then. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we will. We have nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll round... We can obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll still be doing it. So we'll round third. We'll head for, for home here. Uh, let's do some plugs. Matt Barr, what do you got? All right, so you can find me on Twitter at Matt Barr underscore. I'm trying so hard to get rid of that underscore, but the shitty actor Matt Barr has the normal handle. Yep. He hasn't tweeted in like four years, and I can't get it away from him. Um, you can find me, you can find like, I don't know, I haven't been doing any writing recently, but 49ersgoldmine.com is, is the new website we launched. Um, you can find all our books on there. Uh, you'll find a bunch of other podcasts that we have that are affiliated with the website as well. It's all 49ers content. Um, yeah, just find me on Twitter and just like, I don't know. Shoot me a DM if you got a question. I'll answer it. But like, don't I don't know. Don't don't blast me for my takes. Yep. Because you know, I don't care. I don't read replies anymore. So yeah, you guys can blast me all you want. I don't read. Them I mean, he'll, Matt will throw me a bone every now and then and do like a retweet every now and then. But it's like, which my Twitter is, but like, it's I've been tweeting more, but it's like I've been getting nothing on there. I was like, this joke that made me laugh yeah, so it's, hard. It, it's weird. It's weird. Like you'll get traction on some shit, and like I'll send a tweet. I'm like, that was. Perfect. It's the best tweet I've ever sent in my entire life, and it's like six likes. I have eleven thousand followers. How did I have a tweet that that was that good and got six likes? Like, what the <laughs> fuck happened here? So, so yeah, I get it. Yeah, uh, I might have a, a couple plugs. Um, is that were that all your plugs, pretty much? Yeah, that's all I got, man. I don't, yes, fourth and gold podcast at Mapboard underscore forty nine gold mine. Yep. Uh, I. I don't really have any stand-up going on right now. I might start DJing again next week or within the next couple weeks at my gig Milano's in Dayton, Ohio because uh, Ohio just got rid of their uh, their uh, curfew. 
and wow. and baby girl needs wow. to start making some money again. I'm going to be wearing a mask as I do it. I'm going to make sure people are safe. <laughs> but you just got to get the mask, uh, the, the headset that uh, that Tom Haverton wore in Parks and Rec when he DJed the high school prom. Oh, okay. That's what you're going to get. You can just get that thing. And it's like it's like DJ robot voice or whatever the fuck his name I is. I could be Marshmallow yeah, or Dead Mouse or some shit. There you go. See, you see, it, it works. It works. Yep. That's what you do. Fuck the mask. Just get a helmet to wear. Oh, that'd be fun. But I want people to know who I am. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> all right. But yeah, I think that's all we have. Um, so I think, so at the end of every podcast, we say, we've been saying, at the end of every podcast, we say, fuck you, the team we're playing, we like the Bengals. Um, I'm assuming you're not a Bengals fan, so you're more than welcome to bow out of this. But we usually say, fuck you, COVID-19. We've been saying that every episode because it's been the pandemic. Would you say you're a Bengals fan just for this episode, or you're sticking 49ers? I'm going to stick with the Niners, but I will say fuck you, COVID, with you. Yep. All right. So, Matt Barr, I think, uh, actually, one thing I will say, next month, uh, James Rapine, he is an, uh, he writes for Sports Illustrated. He has the, I believe, the Lockdown Bengals podcast. He'll be on next month. It'll be fucking fantastic. I can't wait to talk Bengals with him. It'll be right before free agency. It's going to be the shit. So, Matt Barr, I think we only have one thing left to say. Let's do it. Fuck you, you, coronavirus or COVID-19. We like the Bengals. What, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.